the thing about shadows. You can't escape them. You just learn to keep them behind you and look toward the light. Good evening and welcome to CORE, everybody, for Thursday, August 4th. Sorry, I almost said October. Why would I do that? August 4th. Man, that would be great. It would be. If we were already in October. It'd be yep. cooling off here. We Fall could go weather. outside again. Oh, yeah. It would only be 90 or whatever it is It is when you're in there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's outdoor in weather. Yeah. Don't you guys, like, your Christmases are like 72 degrees or some crazy Yeah, thing. yeah. I have them out on the patio. Yeah, that's living. That's what I would do. Build a build a place for winter living in Phoenix and then move back here in the summer. Best of both worlds. Done. Got it. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're here to talk about video games because that's what Core does. And we have a lot of it. So let's do it. You guys, Sony's pissed. <laughs> uh, Sony is throwing a little bit of a rod um, regarding Microsoft's Activision Blizzard King acquisition. Because they say, in their own words, Call of Duty is too big. Just that, really. That's all they're aiming at. They're not talking about WoW or any of the other Blizzard stuff, any of the King stuff, which is actually bigger than all of it. Um, They're just saying Call of Duty is too big. And therefore, this may not be the, 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 you know, they shouldn't do it. It's kind of what they're arguing. It's like tangential shade of Destiny. Didn't they just buy Destiny? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. (laughs) But that's what I love about this. Like, so we've been dealing with the console wars for a long time. You know, Nintendo and Sega all the way up to now. Sony and Microsoft feels like the big one. But what I love about when it's not us, the players, having console wars, which are honestly very tiring and exhausting. Yeah. um, But when it's the actual companies... It's this weird reverse of what you would expect the gamers to say, because they're always talking up the other side. Yep. So you've got Sony going, Mm-mm, Call of Duty's too big. Microsoft would be too good if they had Call of Duty. And then Microsoft, and this is true, recently um, New Zealand had some questions about the acquisition, and Microsoft said, there's nothing revolutionary or unique about any of our games. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's their defense. Yeah. There's like, hey, there's nothing unique we're doing here. We're just making video yeah, games. Just, just video just games. Doing a little bit of video game stuff. And meanwhile, Sony, you're right. They bought Destiny. Yeah. They have it. And they're like, no, there's, there's one first person shooter <laughs> in the world. And Microsoft would then have it. Yeah. It's this really passive game of like talking up the other guy, yet it's also considered aggressive. It's one of the funniest things to just yeah. And Microsoft, Microsoft in recent uh, months has been. They've had a couple of cases where they came out and said, "Man, congratulations to Sony on whatever it was." You know, like they're like, "We really like what our friends at Sony are doing." Like th- they do that a lot. Yeah. And maybe they're doing that because they've got the pockets to say whatever they want, and it doesn't hurt them to say nice things about their main competition. I don't. I don't know. But it is it is a weird little meta game to watch these companies machinate uh, about this stuff. Machinate yeah. is that a word? Machinate? No. Yeah, machination is a word, but yeah. it's, but is machinate a word? I don't I know sc- if that's what they're doing. Here. I that's machinated a chicken the other day. Oh, I made it more no, delicious and tender. Isn't that mastication? <laughs> no, that's when I ate it. Yeah, he ate it, but then he first machinated it, which made it uh, a machination like- <laughs> is like like a 
thing, like a thing, a, a series of things that move together, like a process or something. Yeah, if I'm doing machinations, like we're in the machinations of making a show right now, right? Yeah, that's no. Use, well, that's not the use case. I thought it would be a good well, I use think, case. Uh, I mean, think of the root word machine, right? So, yeah. so it's like. So we're machinating. No? I I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's what machinations are. I think machinations are like, you know, the machinations of a car, right? Like, how does the car work? Well, the car has the the engine and fuel gets injected to it. It combusts or something. And you know, I bet if you around. could invent a way for people to find this information out relatively quickly on devices that they already owned. Like an internet, uh, like a, a connected, make a pretty penny connected bunch of computers that all share information and access. Yes. Well, oh. Google just says it means a plot or scheme. Oh yeah. Which that doesn't sound right to me. No, that doesn't sound no, right. No, that at sounds all. right. That, no, that's 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 it. <laughs> that's it. A plot that's or scheme. One. All right. Well, that's our plot p- and scheme is. Well, to yeah. Make if a you show. have a ma- if you have machinations, you have a plan. Oh, is that okay? Is that the that that's the d- deal? Okay. Well, then they, then it is right. They got a plan, and they're a little yeah. bit weird about it. On the one hand, they're being like positive toward each other when they can or how whenever they feel like it suits them, and then another time they're just kind of being weird and sneaky about it. And uh, it is what it is, but I would like to just go ahead and put it out there. A, I don't think the I think Microsoft's made it somewhat clear that Call of Duty was intended to remain multi-platform. I don't. They know if that's did changed. initially, but they have walked it back to for the next three Call of Duty games, which is what contractually they're obligated to do. Okay. So they they have basically said we are going to uphold what we said already we would do, but they kind of started being a little bit more cagey beyond there. And honestly, I don't blame them. That's what potentially like three years, maybe four years or so. Mm-hmm. If you allow for little spaces, well, I can change then. And uh, why lock yourself into committing to have to do something for simply good faith, you know? Yeah. So I, I do think that like, it makes sense that they would only agree to what they've literally agreed to, but uh, yeah, they did initially say, yes, we will continue to make it multi-platform. It will still be on Sony's platforms. But then they clarified, at least for the next three yeah. uh, Call of Duties. Well, that it does change weird, things. Though. Like, it's not as if military shoot. Like, it's not as if there's like some grand IP that they're squatting on that Sony can't make a military shooter. I mean, well, that's the thing is Sony says that that's exactly what it is. Sony's whole point is that... Call of Duty is a brand that is on par with, and their exact words were, uh, well, I shouldn't say exact words because I don't have them in front of me, but they compared it to Star Wars, Marvel, Game of Thrones. They said Call of Duty is on that level as a property, and it is not financially reasonable for anybody to break into that. And that it has no competition, which, you know, shades at Battlefront, but the battlefield, but yes, it's just so weird, right? Because again, even on this, it's like, yeah, people can make science fiction. It's not like Star Wars has an exclusive domain on science fiction. Like, I completely agree. It's only a brand. We're just talking about the creative. I just think this is horseshit, basically. Is that Sony's crying? Well, look, Sony's right about the immediate money impact. I mean, I'll I'll give them. Yeah, go broke, man. Don't have your own military shooter. Like, who gives a shit about you? Like, you know. I mean, the way I the way I think that that this goes down is probably nothing changes. But I do think that the the lawyery thing for Microsoft to do is to play it down, and 
for Sony to play it up, but I'm not sure what end they want out of that. Like this, this deal is going to go through, or I should say, if it doesn't go through, it won't be because of Call of Duty. I can promise you that. Like yeah. The the bigger brand, you know, like it's a little weird they're zeroing in on that. Given that, even though it's still huge, it's a mega huge thing, especially in mobile across the world. That thing is a, a monster to contend with. Um, I just don't think that it's it's a forever. Uh, problem like you know there was a time where I don't know certain video game series dominated everything and then things change and then they don't and then a new franchise comes along and then it dominates things you could argue that that Call of Duty is in a similar place that say Assassin's Creed is in right now I would compare those two because they're a little long in the tooth they aren't breaking much new ground i think especially in the case of call of duty and so i don't know why you'd get so hung up on it if this was 10 years ago maybe maybe i just don't there are like lots of military shooters that exist right csgo is a thing valorant is a thing um what's the other one freaking um battlefield rainbow well battlefield's a series that exists rainbow siege set like I'm like, yeah, Call most. of Duty's a behemoth, absolutely. Sure, sure. <laughs> but like, it's not like, yeah, the only place you get military shooters is from Call of Duty. Otherwise, no. Like, I, I, I guess the argumentation is that just one company is getting an unfair advantage for the amount of revenue in the competition space because mm. of that acquisition. Sure. I mean, I think it's them trying to just do, throw whatever they can at this merger and, you know, make whatever points they feel like making. I think it's pretty easy, especially with their own Destiny acquisition for Microsoft to turn around and go, really? You don't have any faith in any other first-person shooters? Then why'd you acquire this? Yeah, <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you invest in one if you didn't believe sure. uh, in the financial stability of first-person shooters? Why are you buying them? Um, I don't think this changes anything, I, it, but I do think it's a very funny news story. Yeah, I, I, I like it as well. I'm actually, I actually, the closer we get to this final deal, I just think the more we're going to hear about some of this stuff. Like, someone makes a comment, and everyone's going to freak out about it because we're talking about sixty-eight billion dollars, the largest acquisition in games, and I think tech history. I think still, mm-hmm. and it's a big deal. It truly is a huge deal, but. To, to make it out like Call of Duty is the, the one ace they have is, I think, just... Uh, uh, and I like Sony. Don't get me wrong. This isn't anti-Sony, what I'm about to say, but I think they're just barking to be heard on that. No, Sony's doing cool stuff. I'm looking forward to hearing about their VR headset. Yeah, right? Some neat new stuff Xbox happening with that thing. shit like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm all down <laughs> with that as well. Speaking of Ubisoft and your, uh, your, your Assassin's Creed's, Tencent wants to buy more of those guys. They already own a stake. They want more. <laughs> uh, Tencent owns a piece of everybody. Right? Tencent wants to buy a company. Oh my god! Yeah, Shocker. I mean, technically, Ubisoft Tencent, is a big fish, though. That's a big. That's a big hunt. That's there. a bi- it's a big one, but I don't think they own much. Let's see. Let me get the actual number because they're like they, the whales of the game development <laughs> industry. Let's see. The publisher. Okay, Tencent intends to become the single largest shareholder in the publisher. Um. Let's see, where is it? Uh, they acquired a 5% stake in 2018, so they already have that. That's actually about what they own in Blizzard's, uh, the Blizzard stake as well, which I don't know how that works. If this thing goes through with Microsoft, does Tencent get a payout, or do they re- retain some ownership? Is it just stock? I don't, I don't know how that works. I think they get a payout, right? I think we had this conversation. I think that's what people were saying, is that they get a payout. They get a payout. All right. Um, they So current, just to give you an idea, Tencent has been doing this for a long time. 
They acquired League of Legends developer Riot Games. They own the entirety of Riot since 2015. Um, they have major stakes in Epic, uh, Platinum, uh, Sumo Digital, uh, Embracer Group, a bunch of other people. Um, so now they want to they wanna do this. Oh, they're also, I forgot to mention this, uh, earlier in this week, it's almost bigger news in my head just because it sounds so weird, but Tencent announced they're teaming up with Logitech to build a cloud gaming handheld device. Mm. So that's weird, okay. right? A little weird, maybe. Kind of goes back to what we talked about with, uh, I think it was last week, where we were like, what's, what's Ubisoft doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what exactly are they doing? And it is not what I would expect them to be doing. No, they're doing weird weird stuff they're not making well they're making games but they're not you know they're not the ubisoft they were even five years ago i don't know what's going on over there they weird are they making is logitech tencent do you know if it's a console or is it just like a piece of hardware that's interesting piece of hardware that is like the client layer for a cloud gaming service so you're not going to install stuff on it um it would be oh it's strictly for stream like cloud just cloud gaming yep and they're working with tencent now that could be a thing that they plan to release in Asian markets and other parts of the world and mm. not so much here. I, I don't know. This isn't meant to be like the next Switch or, or even Steam Deck for that matter. But uh, And they don't say what streaming services. I would assume Tencent would be the service, excuse me, with the games that they own and, and work with. Not like here's a device that will run xCloud and Stadia and freaking Luna no, and all no, these they're other. Not, they're not making their own version of Steam Deck, it sounds like. No, 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 no. It's, they're making their own probably very cheap it's got to be cheaper parts if it's going to be a cloud-based. Yeah. You're, you're not going to run anything natively in it. Especially, especially. I mean, I'm not I actually really like Logitech, but I don't think they're in the business of making a high-end, you know, handheld gaming device. Well, that's true. That's not really their pedigree. They're no. a peripheral company, yeah. I think, right? I like them. Yeah. I have their mice yeah. and their keyboards and their I got their a stuff. webcam. Yeah. I got a webcam. I got a, what else do I have from them? You got any well, Logitech they, over there in the, the, the Jagger household? I do. I've got a, a Logitech mouse. I've got a Logitech webcam, and uh, I think that's it. They own they own El, all the Elgato stuff now. They bought all that out, so technically, I also have an Elgato uh, light thing. Uh, this, oh, really? Yeah, They're, the little they, they bought Elgato. That other little not Steam Deck, but what are they? Stream Deck. I got that. Mm. Uh, but they bought. Yeah, they own them now, and I have a video capture device that is there. So I don't know. They're they're a big deal. Yeah, they're, big, um, they're a large concern. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, I don't know. Owning a bigger stake in Ubisoft doesn't really mean much at this stage other than, okay, well, they'll own a bigger stake. I, I don't know. doesn't really yeah. tell us much about where the games are going or what they're going to make. Yeah, where the, where Ubisoft is going in general. Yep. Um, but Tencent continues to be um, a massive influence whether we like well, it or not. If they buy it and replace leadership and get some of the people off, you know. That's true. Yeah. They need to do something exciting. The company doesn't seem to be doing anything exciting right now. What if they the what, what if they sold uh or no, sorry. Bought out a whole ton of it. Bought out the shares that the founders still own. The what's his name? Uh Eve Gimo. Gimo Gagurbigo, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um I think that's it. Yeah, you got it with Gagurbimo. Gagurbimo. <laughs> Yeah. They buy out his stuff, then his family walks away, fat pockets, and maybe that's a whole. Maybe that's the re, they, just a chance to like say, "All right, we're we're re, re, rejuvenated Ubisoft with new leadership and a new plan, and and now make uh, you know get back to making a Splinter Cell sequel." You you cowards. 
I feel like that's the wave of Ubisoft. They uh, they come out out of the gate really strong. They're like, look, we're like first they come out and they go, here's a Rayman. And they remind you he exists. Yep. And then after they've done that, they show you all their properties and how they're revitalizing them. And then they ride that wave for the next five years or so. Yep. And then they disappear into weird obscurity again yep. until they show you Rayman one more time. Yeah, one more Rayman. Um, then so. maybe the, uh, what is that one that's been in development hell sequel to, a Oh, beyond good and evil. Beyond well, they just evil. show a trailer. They don't, they realize that every time they do this Ubisoft Renaissance, they just have to show a new trailer for beyond good and evil too. Yeah. They don't have to actually put the game out. They just show a new trailer and go, we're doing it. We're listening. Mm. And then, you know, once again, make eight more assassins creeds <laughs> and then, and then put out another trailer. Sure. I mean, they've got, uh, they have me interested. I'm not saying I'm ready to buy or pre-order, but they have me interested in Skull and Bones this fall. Um, and yeah, and that's uh, a, yeah, their ship stuff has been great. Yeah, and it's a relatively new uh, announcement that that was happening this year because it had been dead silent for a long time about what that game was. It was supposed to come out in 2019, and then just nothing. Just like no one ever said anything about it. Most people assumed it was dead. And I talked to somebody who worked there, and he said when I was in those offices. The word was that that thing was not fun to play and they were canceling it. So he's not saying the final game this year will be bad. What he's saying is what they had thus far, which explains the development hell it's been in, was not good enough. So whatever they trashed and started over with is what we're getting this fall. And I'm I am I'm curious about it. I'm not saying it's you know going to be the most amazing game of the fall, but I'm I am curious. So if they want a surefire hit. On tech they already have. Yeah. I, I let me let me tell you, Ubisoft, here's what you do. Go dig up Sid Meyer. He's still yeah, alive, so sure. you don't have to you dig him up. You don't have to dig him up. You just, just go knock on his huge mansion door and ask for him. Go find Sid Meyer yeah. and build a modern version of Sid Meyer's Pirates in the Assassin's Creed oh, engine. Oh my gosh, dude. That game is so good. It is. It's really good. It's really, really good. Ship combat already done. Take just the combat from Black Flag, put it in. Here's the, the problem. sword fighting, put in what you got from uh, Odyssey. Put that in there. Here's the problem, uh, though. You've got that property still owned by Firaxis and Take-Two. So if they did that revival, that's happening over there anyway. It won't be anywhere near Ubisoft. So. Well, Sid Meier's Pilates. Just <laughs> <laughs> change the name a little bit and make it something else. All right. I'm down. Um. Yeah, I don't know what to expect out of them. What's the, what do they got coming? They got the Mario Rabbids two thing. First game's real good, so actually really liked it. I hope that second one's good. And then there was one, and then Skull and Bones, and that's kind of it. Like they're just a weird. They're weird right now, and they can't. They announced they canceled a ton of stuff, including a Splinter Cell VR game. What two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that got announced. Yeah. So maybe this is good. Maybe Netty swoops in and says. We're we're uh, doing a twenty five percent stake, and also we're injecting you with a couple of billion to do this or that, and maybe maybe I don't I don't know. I have no expectations for Ubisoft right now. I used to used to really like Ubisoft. I don't like them so much anymore, or they just don't have my interest anymore. Just like oh okay, the best game they put out in the last five years was that Phoenix Rising game, like straight up. And they they were kind of so they were kind of shitty about advertising it, and they, they kind of acted like it was a weird stepheaded stepchild of of releases, and instead threw all their money behind their bigger titles. But that ended up being so freaking good, despite 
some derivativeness taken out of Breath of the Wild. Uh, you know, I'll cop to that. But the the game itself was so good. And I don't know. I feel like they're confused over there. They don't know what's up. We shall see what happens. Uh, here's some big news. This is uh, right down our wheelhouse because we're always talking about, uh, you know, Blizzard and the whatnot. Uh, the long-rumored World of Warcraft mobile game, whatever it was meant to be, we now know what it was going to be, and we know that it has been canceled after three years of active development. Um, the update on the story is they not only canceled it, but it was another joint effort like Diablo Immortal with Blizzard and NetEase. And the word is that it's a financial disagreement between the two companies that can the project. Yeah. Take that for what you will. Turns out yeah. Blizzard and NetEase don't work together very well, despite the <laughs> fact that they seem to want to work together a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, to me, it's the Hello China. Well, here, I'll play it. It's the Hello China thing. Do I have that here? No, I don't have it here. Where is it? Oh, Jesus. No, that's not it. Uh, the Hello China thing with, uh, with Mike, uh, Mike Morheim is was all them going we are about to break into the chinese markets and do this and that and we're going to do it with our good friends netties that was the whole pr push of that and i feel like something's gone south there but um here's the deal here's what we know it was going to be a world of warcraft mmo not set in the same timeline and not just a mobile connected version of the game to the main game so you weren't just gonna go in and play the characters you already have this was going to be a whole new thing and but a mobile MMO was the plan. Uh, and all the, th- you know, you can just imagine the trappings of free to play that would be all over this damn thing. Yeah, you play as your character's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Thrall's great grandpa. <laughs> can you imagine GURP? Just like oh, pick, oh, pick a parent of GURP. That'd be great. You log in and then it says, <laughs> okay, here are your characters. Whose parents do you want to be? Yeah. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Here's your bad. mom and your dad. You can name each one. You can play whichever one you want. Yep, I like it. Now, what now would Gerb's parents' names be? Blood B L U D with a okay. U. Okay, for the dad. <laughs> it was, yeah. Okay. Go and ahead. then uh, the mom would be um, uh, uh, um, uh, Sarah. I think would be Sarah. Blood and Sarah. Yeah, Blood and Sarah and their little <laughs> that guy. That was his war cry. Blood <laughs> and Sarah. Anyway, Bo, would you have played this MMO? Would you have given it your your attention? You know? No. No? no. God, okay. no. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> God, no. Wow. I, I'm, I am like, yeah, I, we don't need to get into it, but mm. I, I think there's few things worth less doing than playing a mobile MMO. But hey, that's me. Wow, dark words yeah. from a dark like man. You should, if you're gonna play an MMO, play it on a proper machine. Like, just don't play an MMO. It's not the genre is not worth playing if you're gonna play an MMO on a phone. That's well. What would you tell? What if you're a kid and all you've done is played phone games and you played? Go outside. Oh, else. arrest yeah. the parents <laughs> yeah <laughs> arrest the parents like, like i'm this. not saying i'm not this isn't an anti-phone thing we can get on that but like i like i played a bit of that first game loft one yeah the one that was uh, a whatever Warcraft it was called ripoff. like war and chaos or something yeah. like that yeah and after a few days that i'm like what am i doing i have a wow subscription and i uninstalled it like that that was I, I like it was fun and enticing, but it's like if I'm going to have game time, let's make it quality game time. If not, read a book. Yeah. You know, I don't need the mobile version of the work the 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 full fully featured 
social integration, beautiful world to explore version of the game. Me so and I'm, you both. I'm, me and you both. And John, too. I am I'm against sure of it. phone MMOs um, categorically. I am as well. I've checked some out. I don't love them. I always bounce off of them. I agree with you a thousand percent. I'm just saying that there's a market out there clearly. Oh yeah. Like if you don't base your business on what I like, cause apparently <laughs> I just like a lot of things that will make you a ton of money. Mm. So, uh, you know, just you do you, but, uh, you know, for what it's worth me, I can't, uh, I can't. Yeah. I don't think it's a good use of time, uh, your gaming time or otherwise. Well, neither did they, they canceled it. So we're done. Yeah. Yeah, but, but not assume, because they were like, Bo isn't going to like it. No, because no, they no, were no. like, well, how much of this pie do we think we each want to eat? And it turns out they both wanted to eat a lot more pie. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't know what this, you know, this talk of them having this big, massive disagreement that can, that ended in the cancellation of an entire game. I don't know if that bleeds over into the Immortal ongoing development or any of that. They don't. There's no one talking about that. But, um, you know, that thing by all accounts is despite our own misgivings and others, uh, it is a wildly financially successful enterprise for them right now. So on that end, I'm a little surprised that a, that a wow mobile MMO didn't happen, but maybe guys, maybe I'm just saying, you know, we talk on here all the time about creative integrity and these designers and we want the artists work to come through and all that. Maybe they were like, uh, we don't, think this is going to work because it's all a cash grab and garbage. Maybe they listen to them. Is that me? I'm being too optimistic here. Yes, 100%. I mean, so we talked a little bit about this, and maybe this is why we're just sort of like, yeah, it is what it is. But when this news came out, we talked about it in Discord very briefly. And that we didn't have as much information at the time as we do now. And I was like sitting there trying to figure this out. And I was like, there's no way they did this for like, we want to keep our gamers happy reasons, right? Like, and immediately both of you i feel like we're like no <laughs> this way that that's why they did it it's going to be financial and then unsurprisingly it, it came it back because of was. financial disputes yep that is the way of it um all right steam in the news steam in my life i can't stop playing this damn steam deck over here wherever i put it over there. i know i heard you say you were having uh uh eye issues is it because you're on your steam deck too much i don't want to admit it but maybe because <laughs> that was my first thought when you're like i'm having some what was just you some say? strain like, my eyes are just strain issues yeah. yeah i've had it before and it's usually just too much computer time but i will admit i have been on that steam deck since i got it every freaking day not all day but big chunks of time when i can and um i don't want to admit it because i want to keep playing it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like i don't want to take a night and go no, Scott, how about tonight you just stare off into the mountains and enjoy the quiet evening air? That sounds terrible. I'd rather make progress in this video game I'm playing on my Steam Deck. I also, noticed, like, we'll get to it, but I, I, here's the reason why I suspected this, Scott. Yeah. Because I looked ahead in the show notes, yeah. and I saw that you literally returned a video game because it's not on Steam Deck, and I was like, oh, he's in deep. <laughs> He's yeah. he's like beyond just the like yeah I enjoy my Steam Deck. It was like oh you're not gonna you're not gonna be on Steam Deck. Well then good day to you. Good day to you. I sir. will check you back yeah. out when when you are on the platform I enjoy, which is uh, the Steam Deck. I will happily throw you some cash when your Steam Deck version is ready. That is kind of my current modus. Uh, I hate to say it. 
I'll explain some of that when I get to the game itself. And it actually got me to finally pick up another game that I've been, you know, squatting on forever to exchange my Steam wallet money for, that I got back from the return. And I'm really glad that I did, partly because it runs great on the Steam Deck. So, uh, oh, a couple quick... Well, no, I'll get to it when we get to it. When we talk about what we played, I'll get to one issue that... How do I put this? Ubisoft and EA in particular, and I'll even say Rockstar, they're a problem for this thing and for things like this. And I'll get to all that in a minute. There's a little teaser for you. Okay. Okay. You might guess because all three of those have one thing in common right now. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a through line. Yeah. There might be a thing you got to click on. <laughs> it's a long story. I'll get to it though. Uh, anyway, Steam says no more showing off. On your store listing, art cannot prov- uh, promote reviews or awards. So Wait, your what? art for your game can yeah. no longer look like mobile listings. I hate this in mobile uh, terms. So, I, yeah, this is a thing that honestly I didn't mind. But when I heard about it, I was like, you know what? I can I can respect this. So, you know, if you go to uh, Hades is a good example because I just remember seeing the Hades store listing and all of their game of the year awards that were below it when it was featured. It's not so bad on the actual store page now, the tiny piece of art. But uh, Hades is a great example because Hades won a lot of game of year awards. And if you if you go on the store page, you'll see their little graphics got a picture, uh, got their logo. But then they've got all these little game of the year award tags underneath their art saying how good the game is. And Steam is saying no more. If you're going to do art for your game, you are not allowed to show accolades and you are not allowed to show quotes from reviews. You are allowed to just show your game, its title, and you put it up there and that's what your art is. Screenshots and videos. Now your videos can still, I did a little digging on this, your videos can still say like in the middle of showing a game say a quote from EGM says best Castlevania like game I played in decade or whatever. You can still do that kind of stuff but they don't want you littering the screenshots or even the main holder art, your key art, to just be that stuff. And I think part of this is actually a reaction to the way the mobile business has gone. If you go onto Google Play or the Apple App Store or anywhere like that, it's terrible. Like, no one just shows screenshots. And that's all I want to see, video or screenshots. What they show me instead are these, like, gritted-out shots with a bunch of usually stolen Blizzard art, if you're looking for, like, a, a fantasy game, and the intermingled with a bunch of words and things. Basically, nothing that represents the game itself. You know, you, you can't actually see what this game looks like because it's covered in all this bullshit, and that includes quotes and everything else. I am, I, I'm kind of all for this. Like, clean that shit up. Like, have your game be good and look good, and don't don't cram down don't cram down my throat all this like verbiage in vi- in visual form. Like, I don't need it. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the the homepage for Steam right now, and the very first game that pops up is Hard West Two. That uh, <sighs> might be a great game. I want it, uh, but like right up there on the front is four out of five, uh, eight out of ten, eight out of ten. Recommend mm-hmm. just buy in quotes. I think anybody with any review could come up with the buy in quotes as a like recommend because they could just pull it from do not buy or buy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Scarlet Nexus is on the list and the font for the title Scarlet Nexus is so tiny and in twice the font of the title is 85% positive reviews. Yep. Like, it's just messy. It's not the biggest deal in the whole world. Like, 
but I don't know many people that are like, well, I wasn't going to get the game, but the art says that it's a nine out of 10. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think there is something to be said about keeping a level of control on what is being displayed on your platform, which is what I think this is ultimately about. Um, is I think that there are some games that they probably don't mind that it's up there on, but I think there are probably some games where they do mind. Um, I'm looking at a game right now. I'm mousing over to see what it is. Okay, it's Super Robot Wars 30. I couldn't even tell you what this game is because the entire little logo that I'm seeing on the art just says 89% positive reviews. And the logo is so small, I can't actually read what it says on this little tiny Steam window. Why does it even got to say that in the picture? Like, we can scroll down to the comments and see. Like, that information's already available. Yeah. And this is a Bandai game, so it's not like some... You know, low rent dev. They, they obviously do it because they feel it works. Somehow. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure it does. I'm sure it makes a difference. But I think they probably get more returns because people are like, "Well, this thing said 89, percent but I didn't like it." You know, like I'm sure there's well, just knock on issues. I, I'm I'm for this. That's not what that. That's not what that's for. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah. totally Shut up agree. Game developers, or ha- have us <laughs> go ahead. I think I think <laughs> Val should have a standard, and then they should enforce the standard. It's the same. Back in the day when I worked for a computer company, I had to do a bunch of logo work. And you should see the three-ring binder and freaking novel that came with how to treat the Intel logo. They had this huge multi-page thing. And I had to go through every line of that and go, all right, no more than how many centimeters on the top, bottom, side, and left? Okay, cool. And then, wait, color? What? It can't be on the same page as a, of anything blue? It has to be the only blue? Like, it was, it was crazy what you had to do. But you know what? In the end, that's somebody taking good care of their, their platform. And in this case... Yeah. I think Steam should have that say. I think it's totally fine. No issues. Yeah. It's also. not as if they can't put it in their video or images, right? Like yeah. it's not like it's not it's just in the art section. So you right. know. They really you can literally do an accolades trailer and just show all the accolades you want on your trailer, I'm sure. Are there really thirty of these? games sorry that's the whole separate issue but are there 30 uh, super robot robot 30 i don't i don't think it's the 30th in an entry i think it's got a 30 years on the battle for our world's future continues oh, okay i see it's, it's a 30 year that doesn't feel very clever <laughs> no, <it laughs> <doesn't>. like, wow <laughs> 30 of these games i've never heard of some of these guys look like optimus prime i feel like they're poking I think at you they bro. are robots from things i don't think optimus is in there but I no i think they are robots from various properties one of them looks like What's the one? Not Voltron. The other one. Um, the uh, I can't remember Gundam? the name. Not Gundam. Although probably. I mean, these this Bandai. I think they have all that Gundam stuff. All those licenses. I think. But one of them, in particular, with a V on his head. Why? Why do I know that character? Um, is that Voltron? Maybe that is Voltron. Here, let me pull it up. I don't. I don't know. Probably not. Ultraman. Looks, Ultra. Oh my gosh, Ultraman. I kind of love Ultraman. Okay, I'll put it up. Here it is. Is this the guy with the super <laughs> electromagnetic yo-yo? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see that guy. In, oh, no, not him, although maybe that is him, too. That's, he's also got a V. On their head. That makes the robots attack faster. <laughs> <laughs> that makes them go. Aerodynamic logo. Engage. Yeah. All right. They all, have, they all seem to have some, shape, some V shape on their head. <laughs> vagina that guy i don't know who that guy is though that guy you're showing no, i don't yeah. either he looks familiar to me i don't know why he's an amalgam of like all the 80s anime super robot stuff i'd see on saturdays or something something's going on there anyway uh so there's that 
also, what is great yeah. though is in this blog post by Steam, they used an example of what's a good one, and it's a fishing game. Bass ain't bite biting. <laughs> Twenty. You can put 2022 sink and ship update on there. That's okay. Great. <laughs> great. Just I like the fishing. I like that it was a fishing game. That's pretty awesome. Um, okay, so quick mention about a game I actually just installed but I haven't played yet. Multiverse versus. Sorry. Multiverses. This is the WB Warner Brothers. Uh, hey, we own Batman, Superman, Shaggy, <laughs> freaking all it's the a smash alike, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Smash game, um, and I, for the most part, players play. seem to like it. Uh, but it's got microtransaction issues, and they've also delayed season one for whatever reason. We'll get to that in a second. But I heard this was all right. Like it was actually I, pretty good. Game. I don't know because the, like that's the problem. We don't have to get into it because we've certainly talked it to death. But I I was kind of excited about it. I like Smash Brothers. A lot of those properties I do like. It was like yeah, I could. You know what? The world needs more games where you can play as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like that sounds great. Yeah. I'm all for it. Sure. And I was I was kind of into the idea of it. And then the first article I read about it was, hey, here's how predatory their microtransactions are. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to bother going down this road again. Yeah, why and would like, you? Why would you? I agree. How so, could it be predatory? Don't you just unlock the heroes? Isn't, isn't it? I, I don't know. That's as far as I got. <laughs> well, you do a, a gaming show. You and do I a went, bit of work no. for your gaming show. <laughs> no. You're like, avoided it. It's like one click away and you're like, you know, I could come prepared to core, but yeah. no. No, it's someone okay. else can fall on I'm not one sword. to talk. Yeah. I'm not one to talk. See, I, I season one battle me. pass. Check this out. Uh, that, let's see. But although they delayed it, but... Um, uh, it would cost 950 of the game's premium gleamium currency. Oh, God. Boy. That Gl- word. Gleamium. I have to go. Yeah. That. Has 50 tiers. That equates to about 10 bucks in real life. Uh, the current, let's see, current preseason pass, which has 15 tiers and costs 300 gleamium, was due at the end of August 8th. Um, I don't know. I might I might still play it. It's on my PlayStation 5. I might. I might just get in, see, you know, what's like up. If I hear good things and I hear it's not that bad, that's fine. But I'm just not interested in dealing with microtransaction bullshit. I tested myself on Diablo Immortal and I got burned and I'm not interested in going back to that well. So right now it's a hard pass on just about anything that is free to play. But what if they announced a two character Warboy Furiosa combo pack? That you could then play because they're owned by the Warner Brothers Are as well. Are you trying to sell me or yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm trying to sell myself. Yeah, I'll admit the Steam it. reviews seem to want uh, Walter White added to the roster. Really now, bad. if Walter White was in the game, maybe that's when I check it out. Okay, maybe that's when I'm like, yeah, let's see. Well, what would he do? Shoot a mess and smash it over someone's head. And he would well, <laughs> and he would throw that little explosive thing like he did at Tuco that one time. It blows oh, right. office yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. That would Take be a cool point. move. Yeah. 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 I see now I'm well, just he, like, has a pe- he has a pizza toss as an aerial yeah, attack. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like an AOE so effect or something. That's great. Yeah, his up B just throws a pizza, swings it all up there. That'd be great. Yeah. That's Down B, that's the explosive. This isn't meth. Yeah, this isn't um, meth. Boom. Uh what else? His ultimate he hits you with a car. Yeah. Uh, magnets. There's gotta be a magnets thing. Oh, so wait, true. is Jesse Pinkman? Well, that'd be, I feel like that'd be Jesse. Yeah, that'd be, could, that, would, that would be a Jesse move. Okay. But yeah, is Jesse a character or is Jesse a, an ability? 
No, no. If you if you get Walter White, Jesse's got to be his own character. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. But you could have something like. Have you been like, watching uh, Better Call Saul at all? Because I'm behind. I gotta. I gotta get in wild. there. I know. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta uh, do it. So, but yeah, no. Jesse be its own. I mean, you know, if you have Walter, you gotta have Jesse. You gotta have yeah. Mike. You probably gotta have a Saul Goodman character. <laughs> can you have? Wait. Can you have? What about? Uh, you could have an amalgam of Skinny Pete and Badger. You don't need both. Right? Yeah, they could be like the ice climbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere they go. I you know what? It. Who? It, they don't need to be a part of this. We just need our own Breaking Bad smash <laughs> smash alike, whatever Bo uh, called it. I think that's a great name um, for it. Yeah, we could, you could do an entire Breaking Bad universe of them for well, sure. I do like Tuco the, would be great. Tuco would be awesome. Um, Gus would be fantastic. I do. Yeah, like, even um, Lalo is awesome. Lalo would be amazing. He just drops from nowhere from the ceiling and just murders you. Like yeah, it'd yeah, be great. I'd be into that. Um, yeah, I, I like boots. I like the art style. If I'm honest, I think there's a nice, chunky looking kind of cool look to it. Yeah, I like how the game looks. Like I was yeah. intrigued by the look of it, and they do have good properties. This isn't like when PlayStation was like, "We're gonna put all our best characters <laughs> in," and they were like, "What do you guys think about Jack and Crash Daxter. Bandicoot?" <laughs> this yeah. game like, has like LeBron James is in this game too, right? Like it's not only is it like Warner oh, Brothers cartoons because NBA Jam though yeah. that's why he's in there. Is Ezra Miller in here? Is he the villain of the game? <laughs> you no, know, he's just drunk in the back there somewhere. You just can't see it, and he's being belligerent to a waitress somewhere in the background. I don't know. Where. Uh, they're they're on the special uh, Australia level, and they're just uh, wreaking havoc. Is that Wonder Woman up on the rock back there? Is that who that is? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like they're on her the stage or something. Away. I think she's on her stage. Uh, yeah, that's her up there. So there is in, that the roster you're showing right now. I think it's the I current heard roster. Bugs Bunny needed to be nerfed, and I heard Wonder Woman needed to be buffed. That's all the news I know about this game. Wow, that's what about uh, yeah? Geralt needs. To, oh, and that's um, Anya from Game of Thrones in there too, right? Uh, hold on. Uh, oh yeah, Arya, Arya, Arya. What did I say, Anya? Yeah. Anya. <laughs> is that who that is? Oh, that's the nineties. Like, <laughs> do, 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 do. I didn't know they had Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, that's Anya. Yeah, oh. Enya. That's Enya, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All the best fighters contain Enya. Yeah, they do. The Steven Universe characters freak me out, and they look really weird next to some of these, but that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I do like uh, Iron Giant a lot. He's probably, he should be OP. He's huge. Look at him. Huge. Although um, that's, I think Bugs Bunny's the one that's OP. Yeah, like I said, I heard a news story that they, they had to nerf him. Bugs Bunny, too strong. Yeah. I mean, he's OP in the cartoons. Like, he literally gets away with so much stuff. Oh, he's a total ass. Um, I say, I'm looking at some gameplay here. I mean, yeah, this is like a Smash-like. You know, look at this. So, did you try this on your Steam Deck? It's free to play. I haven't played it yet. It's a free hero rotation. I'll get. I'll probably try it. Why not? It won't hurt to download it and try it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, Smash is a unique thing. Sna- yeah. Smash, at least, they're like, hey, here's a $40 thing to pay for, and here's all these characters, and now now have your fun. Oh, right. We started this by saying the monetization sucks, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I think it's the way for this game to go. And Nintendo can charge a high price point for its games because people are crazy for Nintendo games. and that's Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the audience they built up. Point. But 
this needs to be accessible for people to try it out. And then people be like, oh, shit, I love it. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. I, again, you say unfortunate, like the predatory practices are bad, but I don't know. They seem to make a lot of money and keep a lot of players. Although, I'm curious to find out what happens. There's, there's a guy in Diablo Immortal. I don't know if you caught this, John. I'm sure oh, the guy who spent a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, this guy who's called JP. I'm all business or something like that. This is like online <laughs> handles. He's real. It's not the coolest thing. Is that where JP guy. JP JP went? Is that where he ended no, up? No, different JP. Oh, this damn is business. It. This is business JP. Yeah. Um, he spent a hundred thousand dollars in Diablo Mortal to have the most powerful character, and then he goes <laughs> to log and play PvP, and he can't get a match. He's like waiting twenty four hours or something ridiculous. He can't. He can't. He's so high level, the matchmaker can't pair him up with anybody. Yeah. And I, now he's complaining. <laughs> and like, I well, mean, you're the me, only idiot that's been on a Here's the thing. You I'm going to say this. Here's my, here's my double standard. Yeah. Because I hate that, that games like Diablo Immortal exist. Yeah, we know. But in a world where they exist and you shill out a ton of money, you should have a really good experience. Like, yeah. just to to be fair to the guy, if you spend that kind of money, you should be having the time of your goddamn life playing <laughs> Diablo Immortal. Like, that's that's the name of the game. So I, I actually, even though I hate that there are people spending this much money on this game, I hate that this game exists. If anybody should be having fun, it's probably that guy. Yeah. yeah he's not. He's mad. He might be. I mean, they probably, with. they probably didn't think anyone would do that you know <laughs> like why would they do that like who's yeah. who's that's so insane that you would do that but they Clearly did out of touch with their player base they have millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> they're out of touch um, with that one guy yeah well yeah i think there, there's no there's a whole clan of them because he talks about his clan of they call themselves immortals because they're the ones willing to spend tons of money on it's a whole. There's a whole squadron of people that have just, just income to spend on on a games like they do it with intent, like it's their thing. Mm. So I'm just saying the multiverses, even if it's predatory, it's probably a lot of people are like, well, to be good, I gotta own everything. So I, I don't well, know. and you also make a really good point. Like the, honestly, that kind of sways my opinion because I, I think in a world where you say, hey, John, do you want to spend sixty dollars to find out if the Warner Brothers beat 'em up is any good? I'm like, hell no, I don't want to spend sixty dollars no. to find that out. Like, and that's a good point. So what do you do? You go free to play. And if it's not that bad, maybe this is the maybe this is the best way to do it. it I think you do is. it both ways. You yeah. say, "Hey, for sixty bucks, you get the full current roster, and you also get the battle pass for so many." You know, like you actually make it a valuable, you know, money proposition to spend sixty up front. I'd probably do that over the free to play thing. Yeah, I mean, this game doesn't. Look, who's who said it was predatory? Was it like PC Gamer or something like that? I don't uh, know. I wasn't doing research for the show when I saw that. This oh, was okay. just. I was. Saw the news article came up, saw it and went, that's unfortunate. I was thinking about picking up that game. And until we talked about it today, because season one has been delayed indefinitely, which that's the actual news piece. Uh, Not so much that the game exists or that uh, it's microtransactions, but that they've come out and said that season one for the content, they they don't know when it's going to happen. It was supposed to be, I think, the ninth. And I think they've now just said it's not happening then. And they did not give a new date, which yeah. is not a great look for your new game. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of not great look things happening at WB right now. I, it's supposedly <laughs> not related, 
But, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, not related, but boy, howdy, are they piling up right now. <laughs> talk about stacking losses. They're like, man, I didn't know that companies could do this and still make money, but they learned from Blizzard, and they're like, eh, just throw the losses on the pile. Just yeah, keep going. just keep piling them up. We'll see how that all pans out. I hope hopefully better than it sounded today. Um, all right, what else? Oh, follow up that near automata door thing that we yeah. were all talking about last week. I think Bo won the bet. Um, it turned out to be a big elaborate mod. And uh, Bo, that was kind of your take. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, if you can't be reproduced, then there's shenanigans, right? I mean, yeah. One thing I've learned about gaming over the years is there's people with a lot of time and dedication. <laughs> and if you do something in your game and no one else can do it, there's a problem. Yeah. Because they, they, will, they will spend every waking hour till they find it. I read an article today of somebody finished Halo 2 with all modifiers on difficulty modifiers, right. mutators, and earned $20,000. Saw that, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like... Yeah, keep your twenty grand. Like, <laughs> like, but somebody wants to do it, which is always. I'm always like, I can't believe somebody wanted to do that. I mean, it, congratulations to that person, but it just seems like so unfun, you know. That's it, why that yeah. movie Ready Player One was such bullshit. Because, like, first of all, to believe that there were Easter eggs that took that long to find, but then the solution to the first one was you drive backwards. You're yeah. telling me nobody thought of that in this world of people? Like, yeah. people are recreating impossible things on a, a daily basis. Like, go watch Games Done Quick and you'll see the way people peck at video games to tear them apart. And nobody in this world went, we drive backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it before, but you're totally right. Like we would have, we would have cracked that nut a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would have been the message from the guy. And he's like, I've hidden three Easter egg. Oh, they've been found. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> to <God>. me, it's <laughs> like, like, it's done. It's day one MMO expansion day. And you're always like, no one's going to level. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I finish my sentence, somebody max level and it already has three characters there. Like it always yeah. happens. That's games, yeah. man. You're, you're, you get in, you watch the opening cinematic to the uh, expansion, and you're like, oh, I've got it. I took a day off work. What if I was world? Oh, no, it's been claimed. It's already world done. first is over. It's yeah. done. I what was too I slow. I, I watched the cutscene. Stupid me. Uh, that feeling of what if I could is, it's just you're, you're dealing with a scale problem, right? There's millions of people doing it. Someone's going to do something crazy, weird, and new, and... It's just, yeah, that's why I said it, it would have to be something obscure. It's not that Easter eggs can't be found, but they'd have to be not only would they have to be obscure to do and not obvious in the game, it would have to be hidden in the code because people reverse engineer game code to find secrets. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so yeah. it would have to like, I don't know how you would do it, but it would have to be hidden there as well. So it wasn't obvious to find. Well, the only, the only win I take out of this, cause you did win Bo, but I'm going to take a slight, I'm going to take a couple of points off the top. And keep those sure, for yeah, my score. I'll share my credit. And the reason I'm doing that is because while you were correct, this had this served as a way to provide, it turns out, free um, chatter and excitement and or whatever for the upcoming Switch release. So even though it wasn't Square or anyone else involved in the product doing this, it mm-hmm. served the purpose if they had done it. Maybe even better because this is all very viral and not yeah. not. I, I think some of the stuff is not planned. Like I think you know what is it? Sinister of Opera? No, it's Stranger of Paradise. Um, that meme uh, that was not intentional. 
Everyone's like, it's so meme That's so intentional. They're like, no, it's not intentional. Stop laughing at our game. You know? <laughs> yeah, we know. Chaos. I'm here to kill chaos. Yeah. He really likes his iPad, you guys. Why are you laughing at our character, Jack? I mean, <laughs> he, just li- he just likes Limp Biscuit. Why are you making fun of him? Is it possible that he, that they didn't know, though? Like, when they were making that character, he turns around, turns his phone on, and walks off to Limp Biscuit or whatever it was. And all of the talk <laughs> no, about him here to kill chaos. To make a cool teenage like character right like what's a teenager like well they mope a lot and they listen to their iphone you know so they want to make a character that's like relatable yeah but in so doing make a, a an ironic caricature and not a serious relatable teenager guy i guess so that's what makes good vi- virality is when they don't mean to do it but it comes over that way i feel like they didn't mean to do it yeah. because for the second trailer they deliberately cut out all the talk of chaos because they felt bad that people made fun of it so bad the first time yeah and then by that point it had become such a meme that we were all like why didn't he say anything about chaos in this (laughs) entire trailer they just couldn't win because they didn't understand it yeah my interest in that game went down with the second trailer i'll admit it i was like at the first trailer i was like this looks so stupid i have to play it the second trailer made me think oh it's not as stupid as i'd hoped probably not gonna play it did so I the, tell you guys I rebought that game? I what? played it. At some Why point. did you play bought it a second time? I did. Well, Why? I I because I returned it the first time because I was mad about the. We're sending rules. the wrong message to Square Enix. <laughs> but then I bought it again later because I really want to play it. I mean, well, yeah. sure. Well, go ahead and play it. Just yeah. don't stream it. Oh no, you should stream it. Oh no, you can't. I am gonna. You... I am gonna probably stream it. No, well, then, I don't care. They don't care. Stream the final I'm level. Just, I'm just gonna stream it, and Square Enix can come. You're gonna at get me. a DMCA strike. That's fine. I can get two. So I want to run DMC. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna use my first one for. So did there you, you just go. say I want to run DMCA strike? I do. I want to <laughs> run DMC strike. Is what I want. So yeah, I we, should make, we should make a band called Run DMCA. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that let's do it. Great. Nobody will have a problem. I have with no it. musical talent. That's weird. On my shows this week, this is the third time Run DMC has come up, and I don't know why. There's a sign. There's something going on. And we're going to hear a news that like Run or DMC oh. passed away or something. It's how this always goes. I don't oh, want to no. be responsible. All right, that's all I'm saying. All right, sorry I brought it up. Well, you brought it up. I, I did, Brian. It was me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the one that keeps doing it. Um, all right, a follow-up. Number two, Ben Brode has confirmed that Marvel Snap Nexus events will no longer be a thing. They're not going to happen and has refunded all in-game currency to anyone who spent any and uh, given the Jane Foster card to everyone that doesn't already have her card. So he... Okay. How do we feel about that? See, uh, on the one hand, okay... Let me just get this out of my head. Okay. On the one hand, it's the story comes out. Everyone's mad. We all want to pile on Snap for doing a weird thing. And this is just the future of mobile and brr, just go down that path again, right? Yeah. But then they turn around and say, yeah, we made a mistake. We're copping to it and we're going to refund all this game currency and we're going we're gonna to not do those based yeah. entirely on player feedback. I feel like it's now my turn to say, good on you guys. You responded to feedback and did a positive thing in that direction. So that's kind of my stance right now. But I feel like that's, somebody's going to get mad at me and email me and say, no, it's still bad. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no. Yeah, but you not. there's no winning. Is there no winning? There's got to be a winning. Yeah, to- I mean, you nailed it. I feel like the two bits of feedback we get when we talk about these games is you're letting them off the hook way too easy or you're being too hard. This is just the way video games are. Like, it, it feels like the feedback we get is always binary. It's like, and it's for the same thing. 
Yeah. We'll be like, hey, these Nexus events exist in Marvel Snap and we think it sucks. And we'll get feedback that go, you need to let Ben, you need to hold Ben Brode's feet to the fire. He did this. And then we'll get more feedback that's like, guys, come on. It's just video games. Yeah. Like, let, let, let it go. But I think this is good. Like, I, so here's the thing. Regardless of how you felt are covering it before, I thought it was bad, which is why I brought it up. It had made me lose all interest in the game, yep. which is, again, why I brought it up. But to me, there were three things that they needed to do in response to this. There was a really bad predatory practice in the game. They took it out. Good. Number two, because once they we, we actually knew that they were taking it out. That happened a while ago. Yeah. Um, but I said, you know, it, I think it was Ben Brode who even had said, hey, guys, you know, we were just testing some new ways to monetize the game and stuff. And I think my comment at the time was, I'm sure the people that spent the money didn't really love being a test for monetization, mm-hmm. which when you think about it is a shitty thing. Yeah. If, if they're going to test how they're going to monetize their game, that's not a really good thing to be a guinea pig for. So they refunded the currency. Now, that's not real money back in your pocket, but you know, I do think you have to own up to what you're spending at some point, but getting your currency back is a pretty decent make good for that. Um and then giving people the card, you know, for the people that it's not about the money, it's not about that, it's that I didn't get the thing I wanted. I think that's about as good as you can handle it. Now, the only thing I think they still need to do is they have yet to say how they are now going to monetize going forward. Yeah. We still need to know that whatever replaces this isn't just as bad or worse. But Bo, I think a couple weeks ago, made the point, like, they don't need to appease us. The numbers of people that buy into this stuff, that don't worry about it and just throw money at it, no problem, are way higher than the people that they win over by taking action like this. Right. So this is not action that they needed to take because if they lose all of us, all the people that are listening to my voice right now, if they lost a hundred percent of us, this game will still be profitable and fine. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't even be a ding. The fact that they are doing this does speak to what I said and got accused of being too forgiving for. It does speak to the fact that they actually have a passion to make a good product. Yeah, I agree. Like, like I think that passion is genuinely there. Whether that wins you over or not, doesn't matter. Not my job to tell you. But this is something you don't have to do. And they have chosen to do it. And I think that there is a cause in that in that way to say, yeah, I, hey, I applaud them for doing this. This is almost a perfect way to handle it. Uh, the only question I, I have remaining is like, okay, but what are you going to replace it with? Yeah. And, and also, I guess I expected Marvel's thumb <laughs> in this. I expected them to go, we'll make that call. And right now we're not changing shit. So like the fact that they've yeah. got a little wiggle room or, or that even Marvel let them have that wiggle room. I don't know. Cause they're notorious for being hard about this stuff. Like hard to just, change and work through and get done what you need to get done so the fact that they did is i don't know it says something i don't know (coughs) maybe everybody was so sick of all the news about everybody just doubling down on their bad ideas for monetization and stuff that these guys said you know we have an opportunity here we can look like the best guys out there at the moment if we just back off of this we can do other stuff we can earn we can earn people's money in different ways more honest ways you know I, i i don't know i feel good about it I like it. And by the way, everybody who emails in and says, you should, guys should talk a lot about monetization these days. 
that's the world we're in. It's happening. And a lot of it's happening right now because that's what a lot of the news is. But also we're, we're, we're kind of in a dry spell when it comes to like AAA releases. So we also this bring is what it we up have. because that's the major pull uh, is that the lion's share of the money in right. gaming is in the mobile space. Right. Is in these monetize it. Like that's gaming. Yeah. We got to well, talk. About and it. this specifically, I'm doing it because it's fair. You know, I, I can see in chat that there are people that don't agree and they're still pissed off about it. But I think that it is very easy to lose an audience based on mistakes. I think it's very hard to gain them back. And I think that the responsible thing, whether you ultimately agree with it or not, is to mention the good things that people do when they try to make good on these things. I think you shine a light on it, just like we shined a light on when they weren't doing good things. So, you know, I'm not telling anybody, hey, you need to give them a pass and like everybody should go out and get Marvel Snap. If that's the message you're getting from what I'm saying, you're you're just wrong. Yeah. But I do think that if we say, hey, they did this Nexus Events thing and it was predatory and it was bad for the game and it made me lose interest. And I feel like I also have to mention when they throw that out and try to make good. Yeah, I agree. Also, the world's really bad at forgiveness and uh, gaming the gaming culture is really bad at it. Really yep. bad. Sometimes it's good to forgive somebody and they may screw us again. It's okay. It's not your job to, you know, it's just a video game. I mean, on, at the end of the day, I, I hate that term usually, but it is. So look at it as such. And if they, if they do what you perceive them as screwing you over, don't play their, don't play their game. Mm. It's as simple as that. Uh, all right. We're going to move on to, what we like to call Dear Martha. It's the version of the show or the section of the show where we get to hear reviews. Now, sometimes it's Steam reviews. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's stuff from yesteryear. And today is no different. These are letters to Electronic Gaming Monthly 20 years ago. Uh, this is EGM issue 157 from August 2002. All right. That was the year I would have been playing a lot of uh, Dungeon Siege 2, 2, I believe, or maybe one. I played a lot of Dungeon Siege back then because Diablo was, I was a little bored at the time. Anyway, doesn't matter. We're going to hear these. John, any uh, special anything here? Just normal stuff or what? Yeah, we'll just do three letters. That's what we'll do. All right. Enjoy this. Here you go. My dearest Martha, which one of you suck uh, editors has the biggest bladder? <laughs> which one of you can play a game the longest without having to whiz? Have any of you used the P excuse to get out of a game of Halo? Yours in this life and the next, Will M. P, P excuse? You just pause and go pee. There's no excuse. Just pause the game. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> Not if it's a big multiplayer game of Halo. Well, yeah, but then you wait for the match to end, and then you go pee, and then you come back. Uh, this guy would have hated yeah. this person back in 2002. It would have annoyed yeah. the shit out of me. Okay, did they respond to this guy? Uh, they did. Do you want to? I want to hear at least one response. response. Yeah, let's hear what let's hear what they okay. said. So here you go. My dearest Will, well, that really depends on whether or not we're playing our favorite Halo drinking games. But for the record, Dean has the biggest bladder. <laughs> Yours forever, Martha. <laughs> Wait, who's Dean? Do we know I who don't Dean know. is? One of the people at EGM. Okay. Dean. All right. Going by first names. Everybody knows Dean. Good nice. old Dean yeah. over at EGM. 
It's one of those good-looking brothers from that show, Paranormal, whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, went on to be Soldier Boy. I don't know. I don't know which one went on to be Soldier Boy. Uh, the older brother. And by the way, I just got to the – I am on the Herogasm episode, and I haven't gotten oh. to what everyone's so shocked about. So uh, I'm working on it. Oh, oh my gosh, dude. Oh. <laughs> I almost want to just be like, look, we're going through today's show pretty quick. Just go finish the Herogasm episode. We'll wait. I'll do it. We'll just, just keep everybody busy for a while. Just come back. Let us know. I got I got halfway through it. I got to the part where the deep got to the party and made the comment. And then we flipped back to everybody else talking. And so I think we're about to hit whatever the hell that is. No. Um, but just to say... Uh, soldier boy is a cool character oh, he's an ass like yeah. everyone else in this thing but i really like yeah. i really like yeah. what they're doing with it all right uh this, here's our next letter everyone my dearest martha i read in your last issue that activision is releasing tony hawk's pro skater 4 in november i'm sorry but is there such a thing as milking the cow for all it's worth <laughs> Four games in such a short span of time is nuts. It's starting to turn into another case of the Army Men saga. Also, didn't Tony retire? I mean, if he's not skating anymore, bring in some new guy for your title. After all, new baseball games aren't called Babe Ruth's Heavy Hit 2003. The last Tony Hawk's Pro Skater wasn't even that good. Camera angles jolted all over the place, reverting made the game too easy, and I felt the only part of the game worth replaying was that mission in Canada. Get Chuck unstuck, just so I could hear the guy screaming while running around. Companies aren't getting creative enough these days. I mean, bring out something new, like a hacky sack game, without some big shot's name posted all over it. Last I checked, gaming was about fun, not advertising. Yours in this life and the next, <laughs> Bo S. No, I mean Steve V. Oh, Bo. Oh, got it. Hold on a second, though. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse right now than a hacky sack game, except maybe a hacky sack game without anybody's name tied to it. <laughs> you want somebody, you want a pro hacky sack. What a stupid, I really dislike that guy. His letter sucked. He can go eat a. a big I put wet Bo chug. on there only because it was about skateboarding and hockey. Yeah, and he does a that zine. Was, uh, that yeah. was stereotyping. Yeah. And it I was a little bit. Though. It's okay in the Canadian level and all that. I get it. Uh, did you have a third? I think right. Yeah, yeah we'll okay. do one more. Here you go. My dearest Martha, lately I have been wondering what the big deal is with cell shaded graphics. Oh. CSG. I've seen the pictures, I've played the games that use CSG, but I don't find them all that impressive. I know that there is a big debate right now over the new Zelda title. I'm going to play, and possibly buy, it based on gameplay, not graphics. I just don't see why people think Zelda on the GameCube looks so good. The visuals don't pop out at me. No, wait. In fact, they do pop out, and I don't like what I see. So why are so many game companies using CSG? Is it easier to develop? Is it getting good consumer response? Yours in this life and the next, Brian M. Was it, did they have dicks only write in month? <laughs> that month? Because gosh dang, I, these people suck. They suck. 
I just want to remind Scott, this is why I keep going 20 years ago and I'm sticking to this, is because Scott, like me, remembers this time when people were so mad about Cell Shaded Zelda, or Zelda, as it was called. Zelda. And even though I was prone to criticisms back at the time as well, I used to say that he looked like the Dennis from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, I, I still, like, now Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game, and looking back on this is a painful time in history. I know Scott feels the same way. And that's 100% feel that way. And I always liked how it looked, and I was stoked they were doing it. And it was, it's my favorite Zelda game ever made by Miles. And it isn't just the look of it. Uh, these people, I'm just saying, I don't want to spend any time around these people. And it turns out they're all on 4chan or some shit now. I don't know who they are now. <laughs> it's. I think a lot of them went on to eat a lot of crow involving this game. But I will say uh, one thing that is nice about this particular issue, because uh, I did look through it just to see what else I could see. And they actually have a big featurette on uh, Wind Waker. Mm. And... The the magazine flat out kind of calls it the way it's going to be. Uh, there's a, a thing up at the top and it says he's cute. He's cartoony. He's Link. Yeah, we were skeptical at first, too. But now we believe. Yeah. And like the article is just talking about like, guys, I know a lot of you are upset about the look of this game, but you will not believe how cool this looks when it comes out is kind of the tone of it. Mm. And it's uh, it's so spot on. And you also have a lot of Miyamoto quotes. Um, where he said, uh, you know, we've come a long way from Ocarina of Time with the GameCube Zelda. We can give players a cartoon they can control. Um, and uh, I'd like to introduce you to a little friend you've all been so kind to talk so much about, was another <laughs> quote that he said. Wow. So he knew, but I, again, this is one of those cases where like Nintendo was just ahead of the curve. They knew that this was going to work and they believed in it, even though everybody it felt like at the time was saying no. Well, I think that this is all, there, we were victims of a time where platform wars were really pushing that we're on the precipice of a new a new level and world of reality possibilities. And everybody felt like that meant, well, we need to push for realism in all our games then. And that included Zelda, things like that, things we were used to being kind of cartoony in the past. We thought, well, that should also be ultra-realistic or whatever. And I think just we were freaking wrong. Like, it, does, it didn't... Not only did it not matter, it benefited the game that they went the, re- the direction they did. And that is one of the only Zelda games that doesn't really show its age. Like you look at it now, especially the Wii U version, which was, you know, widescreen and and 1080p'd. um, It's glorious. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful freaking game. I was emulating it on my Steam Deck the other day. It's gorgeous, beautiful. I think I'm going to play it again. It's so good. So, yeah, F off. 20 year ago, EGM writer people, they're the worst. All right. Well, the letters people. Yeah, EGM the letters wrote people. a nice article about EGM's it. fine. It's the people that wrote in. They just sound like people I'd never want to have lunch with. That's what they sound like. Hey, we really need a Nana Downey hat game. Do we, me, me, me. <laughs> what do you mean do we really need? You don't really need anything. <laughs> Drives me nuts. All right. Anyway, back to the thing. This. The games we played this week. You might be surprised to hear Scott tried a whole bunch more things on a Steam Deck, and I'm not listing them all here. But <laughs> That's I'm why on he's a... wearing glasses today, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, my eyes are super strainy. Um, 
I think I may have overdone it, but uh, I, I found something. I think I think I found something. At least John would like. Bo, I'm not sure you're into this this subgenre. Maybe you maybe you were back in the day, but we've talked about them before on the show. But the Fire Emblem games are a favorite of a lot of people. And uh, played them. Well, how do I explain them? They're like you know turn based combat. Um, I don't know, John. What do they compare to? Probably. Uh, Really uh, it's a lot like advanced wars to a degree sort of um, yeah but it, it is kind of like you know your tactics style games um it's got a very rock paper scissors kind of combat system typically uh fire emblem kind of goes an extended direction because it also has uh at least the more recent ones um like relationships built up in it yeah uh, and some interesting things that it can do with that, but uh, it's a strategy tactics game. Yeah, and uh, there's kind of an Iron Man usually mode, usually fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. Pegasus and dragons and magic and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And there's there's a whole you know Iron Man mode style thing where you know you can make it so that none of your people can survive. So you get really invested in characters, and they can die if they die at the end of a battle or whatever. Um, there's easier modes as well. Well, anyway, somebody went ahead. Uh, kind of like Wargroove went ahead and said, hey, what if we made Advance Wars? Um, these people said, hey, what if we went ahead and made a brand new, for a new audience, sort of Fire Emblem game, but we're going to call it Symphony of War, it's called. And uh, currently enjoying a overwhelmingly positive reception on Twitch, or on uh, Steam, rather. And everybody in those comments are like, just, oh, as an old school Fire Emblem player, this is a dream come true, blah, blah, blah. And I was reading that going... Well, this sounds like interesting. Like I, I like those games, especially the old ones. I bet I would probably like this. So I grabbed it. It was on sale when I did. And it's very, very good. You could have lied to me and said, hey, Nintendo made this. And it's part of the Fire Emblem series. And they just called it this different name this one time. It feels really good. And uh, they clearly have a lot of love for this kind of game. And that's all the way down to the storytelling. It feels like it's just like ripped right out of one of those Fire Emblem games. Um, you know, the, where it's like, who is that on the horizon? Why it's so-and-so really, it's just another unit you can control, but it's like, they're here to help us. Ah, great. I I'll make sure to hit a and B when I do this one, you know, like they include tutorial type stuff in the story in the beginning and, and all of that. Uh, it's great. I like symphony of war a lot and I played that a ton, which might be some of the strain. Cause I will admit, um, the actual battle stuff is, I won't say it's tiny on the deck, but it's smaller than it would be on my PC for sure. So there's a little bit of yeah. that going on. Uh, very cool game, though. I'm going to keep playing that. I also downloaded and played Red Faction Remarsed Herd. You know, Remarsed the Herd? Yeah, it's I, the... <laughs> I hate this name so much. I know, I do too. I get why they felt the need to do it, but they were, what's the Jeff Goldblum line? They were too busy thinking about if they could they never stopped to think, think if they, they should. should exactly there they, you go uh, they did not think if they should do this I agree the they just wanted they, a, not they wanted to jam Mars in there this is the game where uh, Liam O'Brien gets killed in the first eight minutes but he's one of the most interesting characters in the game anyway uh, that's a spoiler I suppose for old game but this is my favorite <laughs> I think this is my favorite for fans of Liam <laughs> exactly <laughs> This, this is on the short list of my favorite 360 era games. I absolutely loved Red Faction back in the day. A gorilla it's specifically. It's super good. I, this game is one of my favorite video games ever made. Yeah. And I'm so sad that the sequel completely didn't learn what was fun about this game 
at all. The sequel is one of the most tone deaf sequels I have ever seen. It's like, hey, can you show us a checklist of everything uh, people liked about our first game? And they went, okay, we're going to do the exact opposite of every one of these things. They like destroying things. We're going to give them tools to build things. They like the big open world of Mars. We're going to put them in a bunch of caves all the time. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I don't know what happened to that sequel. It's a real bummer because that gorilla game was so good and one of my favorite open world games ever um and it's still just a joy to play it's really good the remastered version is higher higher res textures and some lighting and some stuff but really if you own gorilla already it's kind of the same game 20 extra gig will run better you know run less good on an old potato computer i suppose uh runs beautifully on the deck and i played a ass ton of that game just a ton of that because it's great and I'm replaying have the it. Fully destructible environments. Oh yeah, take that hammer out, smash them walls down, blow them up with remote mines. Like that's oh, the whole. Oh, there's just something so satisfying about it. It's a game you like to cheat in as well. Like having just as many remote mines as possible. Yeah. Just stick them all to the side of a building, blow out the entire side of a building, and watch it slowly tumble down a hill. Like, yeah. ugh, it's, it's just satisfying. It is that really. It's it's so it's good. yet to be. Even though we've got way better destruction mechanics and like engines and stuff today, nothing's ever felt quite like that. Yeah, and I don't know why. Don't know why nobody can figure this out. That team, you know, Volition immediately left that and went and worked on the Saints Row stuff, which is fine. Saints Row is fine, but. I really wanted more of this. And instead their sequel was really weird and disconnected. It was so sad because if there was anything that I could have said as like, if if they had said, John, what do you want in a sequel to red faction gorilla? Yeah. I would have said, okay, take all these missions where it's destroy this. I basically would have invented blast core, but as a third person action game, because it was just like, take all the destruction that, that I did on these couple of missions and fill the world with it because that was all I wanted to do was drive through uh, pipes and blow them up, yep. drive through buildings, blow them up. And just like, that was it. You can get rid of all the other stuff. Just yep. give me a, a metropolis to mess around in. Like it was so good. Yep. And I can't even explain why it was so good. It just worked perfectly. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved this game. Yeah, it is still and that remastered version. It's as good as you remember it, plus some perks. There's multiplayer modes that people still are in there playing that are really fun, competitive destruction type stuff. The acting's great in a cheesy kind of way. Um, Yeah, Red Faction Guerrilla for the win. It's an amazing game. So I played that on the deck, and it was great on there. No issues. Uh, oh, that reminds me, Bo, just as a brief note, my other one of my other favorite games on the 360 era of gaming was... Uh, uh, we've talked about before, um, a Space Marine, the Space Marine game that we're getting a sequel to finally. Yeah. I played that too, just one. just a side note. Um, Great. I, I love that campaign so much. so good. Mm-hmm. It's a very good game. Mark Strong being all British. To me, Ezekiel, to me. That's so good. All right. Space anyway, Marine. last week we said, hey, Scott, are you going to get Baron Breakfast? I said, yeah, I am going to get that. It works great on PC. It's going to be a game I want to play. I refunded it because it doesn't play on my deck yet. Because <laughs> that's the kind of game I want to have with me. I'm farming shit and, you know, right. putting my... It doesn't play on your deck. It doesn't look like an intense game. How no, it's it not work? that. It's that they haven't done the work that needs done for, like, making sure there's no bugs with controller input or junk like that. 
So it's just Absolutely. it's new. I'm sure they'll get around to it. It'll be fine. Um, but hurry up, you guys, because Baron Breakfast seemed neat for the 30 minutes I played it on my PC. And then when I went to put it on my deck, I'm like, it doesn't work here. We talked about this already, right? Yeah, a little bit last yeah. week. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But the game is good because I want. Here's the problem, Scott. I don't have a Steam Deck. Yeah. I didn't want you to sell me on the experience <laughs> on a Steam Deck. I just wanted you to tell me if the game was any good. Yeah. And you were like, eh, I can't play it on the Steam Deck. It's out. But I, I guess I do understand the. You know, that is a game that, you know, if you've got the portable thing, you probably want to do portably. It feels like. It seems the, like a mouse game, though. Like, no? Um, I mean, it can you can use a, a keyboard and mouse on PC. It also works with a controller. I would actually recommend mouse and keyboard at this stage if you're going to get it on PC. Obviously, um, it's good. Um, I probably didn't get far enough to say how deep any of the systems go, but you know, it's a lot like uh, Stardew Valley and and Animal Crossing got in an argument and, and then made their peace with each other. And there's their, there's your game. Okay. Um, and it's it's uh, it's funny. Uh, the characters are great. The animation's great. If you like building shit and improving stuff over time and running little missions to do that and keeping your hotel cool so the humans can come live in it, you know, this is the game. It's fun. I like the bear a lot. Well, the bear's great. It's a good bear. Yeah, it's a great bear. And he has a he has a friend who's a... Oh, shoot. Is she a raccoon? There's a raccoon I see, lady. I see and, a beaver in what I'm watching. He, uh, well, the thing I'm... Oh, well, that's a bear. <laughs> oh, you mean he's interacting with a beaver? I got it. Yeah, yeah. There's another character. Gotcha. Beaver. Um, I think he's a construction beaver. Yeah, and then there's a. Oh, yeah, right. You could talk to the beaver. Gives you some stuff you need to build. Um, and then there's this. I forgot what the little angry dude is. He's like a squirrel or something. He's a little piss pot. Anyway, they got the great characterizations. It's got funny dialogue. It's reviewing well so far. I think it's pretty cool. I I just really wanted to have on the road or on the you know on the go. Because it just seems perfect for that. But we'll see what they do. Um, the other thing I played... Oh, so I returned that and used the money to get Haiku the Robot. Have you heard of this? No, uh, but... Let me tell you about this. You're asking me to decide between robots and bears. I feel like I'm not going to agree with so you. Haiku's a real thing because there, there's a different game, World of Haiku, that also came up. That's definitely not it. So this is Haiku, comma, the robot. So this robot is cute. It's, uh, it's not a bear, though. This was rated on some website I read. I was reading like, hey, what are the best Metroidvanias that aren't Castlevania or Metroid right now? And I was surprised to find this little indie game I hadn't heard of on there. And they ranked it higher than some of the others you might expect to see on that list, like Hollow Knight and others that are you know that people rave about. And I thought, oh, what is this? Okay, well, I'll definitely favorite that. Well, that went on sale today. And I thought, well, now's the time. It's also per- works perfect on Steam Deck, which is another reason I got it. But it works you know, well on PC as well. Anyway, I really like this. It's great. Um, there is something about the tone and the sort of dystopic thing going on with this future with nothing but robots. And you're this single robot left. You got to figure out what's going on and get out of there combat movement traversal feels great uh the the tone is what's really selling me if anything it's it's more like um i don't know metroid in in tone kind of weirdly there's a feeling of isolation like you're just ah, i'm alone it's just me this robot and his name is haiku and uh i really like it so far i'm glad i i'm glad i grabbed it so bear and breakfast i'll be back to you 
but thanks for the uh, the refund so I could do this. this is, I like the look of this game a lot. I'll say that. Yeah. It, it's incredibly you know. well animated. Like, sprite animation is really top-notch. Um, you know, the color palette is, I won't call it sparse, but it fits the, the, the it fits where you're at and what you're doing. In a, in it's I think muted, a, but it's still, isn't this like, a it's sepia? still colorful. Yeah. Like, like a sepia filter, pretty much. Kind of, except just this area. Like these early caves, there's not much going on color wise, but you get to places that are like, oh man, okay. Like it's got a Zack Snyder muted palette when it does have color, but yeah. it, it, it looks like it tries to go for just a couple of colors at once, yeah. uh, depending on the area. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it looks really cool. I think it, I like to look better than I like to look a hollow night. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> so that's, it's uh, already a big plus. Lots of chunky um, combat. That's like pixel chunky. It's hard to explain why it feels good. It just does lots of hidden areas, very Metroidvania in terms of, okay, I got to get over there. How's that going to work? Well, I guess I can't right now, but later there'll be an upgrade and I can do that. When you get hit, you have those four, those four little bubble spots up top are your hit points. So you, you have five hits basically that you can take before you die. If you take one or two or whatever, you can hit the RB button on the controller. I'm not sure what it is on keyboard, but uh, you hit that button button. (laughs) and and then he goes, he takes out a little wrench and, and fixes himself and you can do that using these these gears that you pick up from the kills you've made so it's got kind of a cool rejuvenation system i i really enjoyed that part of it um i'm not terribly far but i'm far enough to know i'm i'm loving it i really really like this game and i was i was kind of itching for this um something a little less self-serious than a lot of these that are out and but also at the same time i don't know something new and it's very new looking and the story just feels different. Um, but all the, you know, if you like the Metroidvania kind of structure of, I can't get here now, but I will one day. <laughs> so then go do a bunch of shit so you can do it and then fight a boss. And then now you can do new things like that stuff. If that's your jam, this is absolutely one of those. And I really like it. So there's that. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, and I beat a game. You what? guys, what? I beat a game. <laughs> Which game was that? Uh, well, impossible. Was it uh what was it? Uh Sekiro? No. It was <laughs> No, hell no. That would be Ghost really of funny. Was Tsushima? No, but I'm getting there on there. Oh, that's deep. what I meant. I said Sekiro. Yeah, I, that's as not if what you that meant. was uh, my Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Uh it was neither of those. It's uh the game is called Alba, A L B A. This was a what? game I talked about some time ago. I think I talked about it last week on the deck. You don't on get deck. to make up video games. I promise that's a name. Alba. A-L-B-A. It's just like Jessica Alba? It's got, it's got a, it also has a... a, a well, I remember you talking about this. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little photo game. You're I on this island. I guess it counts. I don't oh know. Oh, my it, gosh. It counts. <laughs> this, God, is a, I, this is a border... <laughs> It's a game. It's a video game. You, you walk around and take pictures of things? Well, sort of, but there's other mechanics. Remember Pokemon Snap? It's it's a little of that. Yeah. Right, uh, right, it's right. you running around this island trying to solve some mysteries, uh, try to figure out who all these freaking animals are. Uh, there's a story. At one point, you get lost, and you got to play your grandpa trying to find you. You're this little kid. Uh, when it starts, you're a real little kid, but then later, you're like a 10-year-old or whatever, and and uh, they're trying to do a hotel on this island where you live, and you don't want that to happen because it'll just ruin the place. And so you do a bunch of shit to try to 
stop that from happening. One cool thing about this game is they donated, I forgot how much money for every game sold. They donated a chunk of money. They ended up planting 1 million trees uh, as a result. So they're I mean, super nice. eco-minded. That's good. Yeah, that's nice. And I like the look of the game. I like all that. But Scott, I just, you know. I beat it. <laughs> I got I to the at, end. We have a website called howlongtobeat.com. Yeah, what does it say? <laughs> Two and a half hours. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's kind of it's like, kind of like, guys, I finally won a basketball game. <laughs> you're like, oh, who'd you play against? The five-year-olds in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. It's like you're not wrong. I celebrate with me. Yeah, I'm I not, like I, what yeah. Sir John Card in the chat said. Scott finished solitaire. Put, yeah, but <laughs> you know, put another game up on the win. I, I mean, look, solitaire. you're not you're not wrong. I don't disagree with any of these t- hot takes. I will say though, <laughs> if you want to be a completionist, good friend. Sorry, Scott. If you want to be a completionist, they say four hours. I did about were three. You a, were you a completionist? No, Scott? I still did could. It's on there. I could go and get. A, I just have to go take pictures of all my missing creatures that I didn't get. But uh, I probably won't. <laughs> you're never. You're never really a guys. Any. I finished the game. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. This is a game. A little roasted on this one. No, it's okay. It's totally okay. (laughs) I I love you like a brother, but I don't know, man. This is not. See, to make things clear, it counts. It counts. It counts. Completed it. It's a video game, and I got to the credits. That counts, doesn't it? It counts. It counts. It it counts. Yeah. (laughs) It's short, but it's you know, it's like a. There's never you're never in any danger, right? You're never gonna die in this game. Yeah, it's a casual yeah, game. I guess it just you know, there's a game I finished a long time ago. You guys remember the Sierra online game, Mother Goose? Yeah. Long time yeah. ago. That's very old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically you just find an item and give it to the NPC and then that completes the quest. You do that sixteen times and you're done the game. Let's yeah. see if I can find it. Yeah. Um, so that it that's it feels like it's that level, you know. Like I said, I want a basketball game versus the five-year-old in my neighborhood. Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah th- like, don't, don't get me wrong. There's feared gunfighters in the Wild West, Scott, and then there's the guy who comes in the saloon and goes, "I don't mean to brag, but I just won me a gunfight." <laughs> oh, really? Who'd you who'd you fight? Blind Tom. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but if that see that assumes I'm bragging about some kind of prowess. That's not it. I'm just like everyone always no, says, no, Scott, no. you never finish games. I finished a game this week. It's just yeah, a, I, no, no. I look surely a, a technicality. Well, well, I can't take that away from you. You completed a video game. I it's did, clear. and it, and it's it was clear. delightful, and I recommend it. And look at the reviews on Steam for that game. You think it's just me? People love it. And sometimes a short, digestible like. I just want a cool story. Give me a nice dense story that. Yeah, you know. we're the we're the buttholes, Scott. Not you. Don't worry about it. We're the <laughs> ones. We're the ones being gatekeeper, elitist. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the game you finished. Like you know, like we're the bad ones. We're, we're just sure, but but still. Do you remember Monument Valley? Do you remember that? It was a no. Uh, no. it was a premium mobile game, but it was highly regarded. bunch of bunch of awards. It was like a puzzle game with a really cool vibe anyway that's these people and they're really good i would play whatever they do next they're rad so i stand yep. by my appreciation for the game i it, technicality on a technicality i did beat it was it hard no did i enjoy it wait, yes this is new wait on a technicality you mean? Yeah, i'm just saying like you're saying it be, beating it 
beating this is like beating the kid the neighborhood you know lebron james beating oh, the neighborhood okay, kid okay. in basketball i thought maybe there was going to be a further condition where no, it's like, no 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 i actually technically beat it. Be, this is a resident evil 2 situation where you did the first <laughs> half of the game i beat it <laughs> i started it and i beat it and i liked it let's so stop skype cyberbullying scott said so, oh i think i'm just regular bullying scott so <laughs> yeah. we know him well enough i'm sorry scott no 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 don't be sorry it's all good so here's the other thing i also played more outriders i know i've talked about it so i don't need to get into details but i think outriders is rad so i played more of that and that's what yeah. i played this week i like your love of outriders i'm the it's more good. you like go you double down on this like outriders is an awesome game yeah the more i'm like yeah i go. just think the gameplay is where it's at that thing plays great to you say what you want about the story or the generic sort of space i'm into it i love i love you know I, i'm i'm a i have somewhat of a contrarian nature sometimes and so i just love this whole i love this whole outriders vibe it's a good look on you yeah well thank you <laughs> i'm enjoying it uh, well, and it makes me want to play outriders too like i'm i'm i i just haven't gotten to it because i'm playing other things but I am getting. I the, like the little bit I played of it, so I, dig, I I'm digging this whole vibe. I'm getting the point to the point where I kind of want to see the story through because I am beginning to become sort of, I don't know, I won't say connected to these characters, but I kind of want to see where they end up. So I didn't expect to feel that way. I figured it would just drive me to play it, to play it. But the story is not as bad as everyone thinks. It's not great, but I'm I'm in Most, it enough. Yeah, most people who do writing it haven't really played it. I'm thinking. Yeah, so it's a I good. I mean, time. if we're talking about me, I haven't played it at all. I don't. I don't think Outriders is a bad game. I've always you. just not said not, not I'm not surprised by its lack of success. <laughs> well, it must be successful enough, though. I mean, they. they I don't trust this lack of. This is Square Enix saying it. Yeah, the, yeah, true. that's true. Like now, now that we've, yeah. we're at this point with Square Enix, I'm like, I don't, I don't. They can't be trusted to call anything of theirs successful or not, or, or not. Like they are so unrelatable mm-hmm. in, in how yeah. they define things. That that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair point. All right, let's move on to John. Started a new Final Fantasy. I did. I'm continuing to to play Final Fantasy VIII, and it turns out I really love that Final Fantasy. It's really good. Yeah. Um. I. I went into it in a, in a very different place because I enjoyed seven so much a- after having not really experienced that. Um, but eight was one that I already had fondness for. So whereas seven could only really be built up, eight definitely could have fallen down. And I think final fantasy eight is a hell of a game. I, and I will say this, I'm having more fun in the game currently at the early to starting to get to the middle of the game than I was playing Final Fantasy VII in this same part of that game. You old now, Final Fantasy whether not Whether that right? continues, right. I don't know. But I will say this, the, the much derided and divisive junction system of Final Fantasy VIII is better than the Materia system. I think people that don't like it just don't understand how it works. Uh, and I will say that it is not tutorialized very well. Like it's a hundred percent on the fault of the game for not teaching you optimized ways to use it. Yeah. Um, because it definitely paints this, um, it paints this picture that like, Hey, to do magic, you have to sit there and just draw magic out of enemies constantly nonstop over and over and over again. And I'm very lucky. I had a very knowledgeable person in the chat room with me that said, yeah, don't do that. (laughs) That's not the best way to do it. Let me show you how this game's meant to be played. 
and they gave me some good tips that again the game should have presented me and at the uh at the same time like once i started going down that road i was like hey you know what this makes for a game you can one break which is always fun when you can break a game um and two is like very customizable and uh, very fun to mess around with right out of the gate which is where seven wound up for me but it took a long time to get there Hmm. um at the beginning it was very linear and the materia system was functional but not necessarily fun um and eventually it became both Hmm. so i i think that uh i i'm having a great time with it honestly like it's it, this has happened on a couple Final Fantasies as I've gone through them, where it's like, man, I really wish I hadn't committed to streaming this entire game because I want to just keep playing it. Mm. Um, and it doesn't hurt that there is a hell of an awesome card game inside the game itself. Yeah, Triple Triad. Yeah, the, the, the original Gwent. <laughs> yeah, the original Gwent uh, is uh, is a hell of a time. Oh, you so. weren't kidding last week when you said original Gwent. It actually plays like Gwent. Like it's similar. Uh, no, it's di- it's different from Gwent, but the idea of like a fully fleshed out card game within oh, the world, game within a game. I feel I like that's yeah. the first time. It might not be technically the first time. There might be some other instances of it, but it was the first TCG inside a game world that I know I played that yeah. I remember hearing about. Got to be pretty early then. I, I doubt anybody else was doing anything. I I never heard anything like that. I feel like maybe that. it's something like that on a Game Boy game or something. I mean, it's possible something existed. It's, I just don't want to say definitively and be wrong, but mm. certainly the first one I ever experienced. Nice. Yeah, it was my first too. And and the the amazing thing is how well executed it is to the degree of like you just go up to people and there is a button to press to be like, hey, do you want to see if this person plays the card game? And not all the NPCs do, but some of them do. And you challenge them to a card game. And uh, in this game, it works in the most brutal way where it's like, if you win, you get to take a card of theirs, sometimes more than one. Um, And if you lose, they get to take a card of yours. And guess what? They're not stupid. They will always take your best card immediately. They know (laughs) you can't hide it. They know which card is your best. And they will take it from you. And it's actually made for some of my favorite moments on the stream, even though there are times where I feel guilty if I'm if I'm playing the card game on stream. Right. I'm like, this isn't this isn't what people Nobody are came here, to here see. for that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I lost my best card because I was just kind of goofing off and not paying enough attention and I forgot about one of the specialized rules in the game and they turned it on me and I lost an entire board and they took my best card out of my hand. And then I had to win it back. And like, that's the kind of cool thing is that you get the opportunity to win the card back and you go back and you try again. And now they're playing with it, which feels like a super dick move because they just won it off you. Now yeah. they're going to use that card. Uh, and it just it creates this fun little mini game inside of it. You can't um, save from that stuff. You can. You can 100% cheat, but I didn't want to. I was mad. I was like, no, he's not going to take my card. I'm going to win it right back. Uh, But you can bet if he hadn't done it, because sometimes the game seems to... I don't know if it's a glitch. I don't know if it's like weird rules for certain NPCs. Most of the time, if you lose a card to somebody, they will then play with that card. But I have had it happen where certain characters will not. The card is just gone and no longer available. And that's when you do load up your other save and you go, okay, but seriously, though, I want my card back. We're going to go back in time and erase this mistake. Yeah. Um, 
but it's it's fun. It's a hell of a game. I still well, I shouldn't say still because I didn't used to believe this, but I believe this now. The the cast, the party members of Final Fantasy seven are by far better than the the cast of Final Fantasy eight. But I'm I'm understanding the story in a way that I didn't when I was a kid, because I mean, I was in elementary school when this game came out and I was like, I don't really understand what's happening, but I, I sure looks good. Yeah. Um, now as an adult, I'm actually appreciating it. And it's weird because the game does this weird thing where it cuts to completely different characters. It doesn't explain why you're suddenly playing other characters. And as a kid, I hated it. I was like, why do I got to play this other guy? This isn't who they sold me on. They sold me on the guy on the cover of the box. I don't play as this other guy yeah. as an adult understanding the story. I was like, his story's way better. Like yeah. I actually really like those moments so much more. So I'm just having a hell of a time with it. I love Final Fantasy VIII. I wasn't able to get any mods working on it, but that remaster uh, that's out there is solid enough. The backgrounds are a bit blurry, but the rest of the graphics look good enough and it plays well enough that I'm having a a great time with it. Well, speaking of streaming, before I forget, um, on your stream, I think Tweep was there. And um, oh, right. he committed yeah. to doing a thing, and he did that thing, which was he sent me a copy of The Mortuary Assistant. It looks <laughs> terrifying, but it's basically like chorecore and horror mix, so chore horror, I guess. <laughs> yep. And uh, his message was, Frog Pants, can't wait to see you play this. Buckle up, says Tweep, and I accepted his gift. It is on. At some point, we'll be streaming this, and it'll be a nightmare. So we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for this. This game, I watched the trailer for this and it made me jump. Yeah, it looks like it's going to crawl right up my hooter and die. Is it in VR? <laughs> no, but well, maybe, but I ain't doing that. No way. Oh my gosh, no way. Bo needs to play. You know what? I I would get Bo a copy of Final Fantasy, or sorry, um, Resident Evil 7, because <laughs> he, he can play that in VR now. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about doing a VR run in that game, honestly. You should. Cool. I'm going to be done yeah. with Half-Life. The only thing is, is I'm, I really, I, I need to find out if it's hands-free control or not. I, I, I've really come around. I've gotten good at aiming uh, with my hands-free thing. And yeah. Alex is pretty good about that. So, I'm, But yeah, I'm looking into it for sure because mm. I want to play more high-quality games. And like direct-to-VR stuff is generally not as good as, you know, actual released games. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, and Alex really has a way of making everybody else's work seem not as good, you know? Like, um, yeah. It's the standard. Every, like everyone else's work that's direct to VR, right? Yeah. So um, for a actual legit flat screen game experienced in VR could with some the right modifications could be really good. What are you what are you watching? This is this <laughs> this is that horrid freaking mortuary assistant. I can't believe I'm gonna play this. I mean, oh, look, that's, so that's a game that should, for this, Scott. Oh, that's oh a game gosh. that should be in VR, though. That I mean, I don't, I, why that game's not in VR is beyond me. Well, maybe it is. I I haven't looked, but if it is, no, it probably isn't. But I mean, it so seems so. Maybe similar. it will be one day. Like, oh my gosh, this is what I have to do to this lady. Look at this. I have to. What the actually? What the, I think Village is also uh, has is a VR mod now too. Oh, does it? It's probably not official, but like a mod thing. Sounds like yeah, both of them would not be official. Wait, seven has seven official is official. One? Yeah, seven's official. So seven oh seven's gosh. whole push was, hey VR right, and they and the, it was made for VR. Well, I'm not seeing it in the uh, at least the PS4 
Oh, it's for PSVR. That's a different thing. But I PC think that I thought the Steam version was that as well. I could be wrong. I didn't play either because I'm never going to do that. But oh my gosh, why does this place have to be so dark and hideous? Oh my gosh, I'm so afraid to play this game. <laughs> I can't wait, man. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, is, it, is it multiplayer? Uh, I don't think so. Let's see. Is it? Hold on. Let me look this up. I need to know more here. Mortuary assistant. Okay, no, so according to single this... Player, single player only. Uh, so yeah, single player only looks like... I can't find a Steam listing for... For US. That's weird. I found the Spanish one. Hold on. Did you spell mortuary assistant correctly? Yeah. I think so. M-O-R-T-U-A-R-Y. That's right. Oh, there it is. Okay. That's weird. Are um, you allowed to play that on stream? I don't I I don't know. I assume so. Right? Maybe. Oh, it's just it's dead bodies. Like, don't you take off their underwear and cut off their junk and stuff? Oh, like, I don't know if it goes that far. I think they're dressed specifically to be uh to be okay for Wait, streaming. I don't I think mortuaries cut off people's junk though. Well, I'm assuming this is some kind of weird horror game where you <laughs> do stuff like that. <laughs> I don't right? know. It's like it's not just a strictly a simulator. I'm looking at the screenshots, there's undead things, there's scary stuff. Like why wouldn't you cut off a dong and store it in a jar? Like I mean Yeah. Why I mean I always ask myself, why not? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't I do this? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't I? Oh, it's raining outside even better in this game uh game contains Ugh. disturbing imagery d- drug references and strong language so no nudity so you should be fine okay oh yeah i'll be fine there's yeah. nothing about this that's fine i'm gonna die this enjoy is enjoy yourself my dude uh play this game if you hate yourself i literally ran out of trousers to shit into during my multiple play experiences i don't know i, I like i'm sure it's gonna be scary but I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you about some stuff in half-life alex it seems tame it seems tame as hell It'll really interesting yeah well it's the whole vr thing right like you're in there yeah i don't want to be that guy on the show but it's it's just happening you're that guy can't yeah. I'm looking here. Currently, no uh, official support for VR, but um, people begging for it in the discussion, so maybe they'll do it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I play Mortuary Assistant in VR, for sure. I'm uh, looking for good <laughs> VR experiences. Ugh, scaring the poop out of me just looking at it. All right, moving on. John, how's uh, Mega Man X, the Legacy Collection? This is the, the SNES era stuff, right? I think. Yeah, I didn't actually mean to play this. I was in Discord, and uh, one of our listeners asked a, asked a question about the Mega Man X Legacy Collection. I thought, I have that. I can answer the question. So I said, hold on, let me install the game. I'll let you know. So yeah. I installed the game, yeah. loaded it up, checked uh, so that I could answer the question, and in checking to see what the answer was... I played through almost the entirety of Mega Man X just oh to gosh. just to answer the question. Yeah. Um, and I played it, so I put it on here. I don't have a ton to say. I love uh, Mega Man X. I think it, it's one of my favorite franchises. Uh, I think the Legacy Collection is a pretty decent package of uh, of those games, um, especially the first one. You kind of can avoid Legacy Collection too. They were really kind. Like you know, we always talk about predatory practices of uh of game companies 
but they put all four good Mega Man X games on the one legacy collection. Mm. They could have cut it off at the SNES era and made anybody who wants four, which is a, a really good one, have to buy the second game. They didn't. They put all the good ones literally on one collection. Wow. So, you know, bully to them. Still, for doing that. still hard, still heavy difficulty uh, rating on this thing. Because I remember these uh, being really a hard. Bit. I mean, like the Mega Man games are are tough, but. I would actually call the Mega Man games kind of Souls-like in a way where it's like, if you know, you're not going to have an insanely hard time. Mm. Like, depending on what your goals are going in and how you handle things, you can kind of control your difficulty to a degree. Um, I, I think that if you know the order to do the bosses and you know the patterns of the bosses, like, it's a pretty easy video game, actually. So it, it just sort of depends. But uh, I have such a good time with it. I just got kind of locked into it and couldn't stop playing it. Are you? Would you like a return to that series if they, let's say, they made or just a really sharp looking two point five D? Actually, kind of they did maybe twenty eighteen or something. There was a game. Yeah, the uh, Mega Man X eight. The ten or eight? What was that? Five six. It's like seven or eight. Like it's whatever the last big three D one was. They made it just a 2D side scroller. They kind of dropped their goals of having it be a uh, a 3D action game. Mm -hmm. And I remember it being not bad, but I've only ever played it once and it was a long time ago. So I actually can't remember how good it is. But uh, I think the Mega Man series is great. Now, they did continue that that kind of legacy to a degree in the Mega Man Zero series. Yeah. And that series was really good. That eventually turned into a very challenging, very difficult Metroidvania type game. And uh, Mega Man Zero, Mega Man ZX are extremely hard. Now we are getting into what I'll say is hard. Uh, but those games are also very, very good. Yeah. So I found it. It's Mega Man 11. Oh, Mega Man 11. See, here's the problem. This is a weird bias. I don't like original Mega Man that much. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, I like Mega Man 1. I like Mega Man 2. And then I kind of stop caring about Mega Man. But huh. Besides the amazing cutscenes of, we must recover the energy immediately, Mega Man. Like, that is great. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the best contribution that they've had. Um, but I just don't like original Mega Man all that much. Well, the um, we did a whole play retro episode on all the old stuff, and uh, we didn't get past. Right? Basically, we stopped at sixteen bit, um, and that's what you that's what you're mostly playing here. It's the sixteen bit era stuff, right? Yeah, on this collection, yeah, I like I like when it made its appearance on the Super NES and uh, kind of from there. I, I mean, I think Mega Man Eleven looks great. It's just it's the style of game that's built on the back of the Mega Man games that I didn't much care for. Cause it's that continuation of, you know, what original Mega Man was doing, um, from, I, I almost want to say from like three to eight, it's like building on those mechanics. Cause I feel like one and two was just sort of figuring out what Mega Man is. And then it kind of started to become something else. And eleven is based a bit more on that, and but those are the games I didn't play. What'd like you I was always into the Mega Man. What did you think stuff. of the network stuff? Network Battle or whatever it was called? Do you like Battle those? Network? Was really cool. It's a it's an awesome idea. Uh, I didn't play through all of them. They they definitely oversaturated the market a bit on yeah. those games. Yeah. But those games have like the collection and upgrade mechanics of Pokemon with a really cool, unique strategy game on top of it. Uh, and, you know, some typical like 
not maybe not the best uh kind of anime high school shenanigan rpg business in there but uh, i think the battle network stuff is really really good hmm yeah i've, I've been tempted to check those out because it seemed like they were just trying to do some something different something real new with that and uh i don't know i never played them uh i kind of want to play 11 this thing's good looking yeah, the one you're this showing, that 11, really looks yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, it looks nice. 2018's not that long ago. I could play this. It got a lot of flack because you can't jump through the door, which is a, a silly thing to be upset oh, about. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, no. That's <laughs> but it's, it is true. It is, it is a problem. I think it's a they fixed it, they though. Made. Didn't they fix that? They did no, it? No, I don't think they, I don't think they ever I thought they did. That. I don't know. Play it. Let's see. But yes, like a Mega Man game, you need to be able to jump into the door. And if you've played a Mega Man game, you know what that means. Like you jump, your momentum gets locked wherever in the animation you are. You get pulled through the door, frozen in place, and then dropped on the floor. It's an important part of Mega Man. All right. Yeah. There's <laughs> your reviews Agreed. are so funny. It's like, this would be the perfect Mega Man if it would let me jump through the door. The way it's, supposed to. <laughs> it's weird. It's important. It's one of those things where if you don't know, I can't tell you that it's important without sounding crazy. But if you do know, then you 100% know that it's important. I guess it's so. Crazy that it's not in there. That's very odd. All right. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. I'm out. <laughs> and Bo's out. <laughs> I can't jump through the door right. Never mind. Uh, Bo, speaking of Half Life, Alex, I got wait, a few wait, clips wait, here. Wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, sorry, wait, I, wait, I, I missed your dust fall. Sorry, go ahead, continue. That's yeah, why. The, I, by the way, I today's game two, Scott. Today's today's uh, openers. This thing. Uh, the thing about shadows. That's where I got that. It's from there. Yeah, game. yeah. That's where it's from. Yeah. Uh, I also beat a game, Scott. I yeah. beat as dusk falls. Ah, nice. How long was this one, John? It was short. Um, let's see. Oh, lame. Uh, That's like beating a little kid up the neighborhood instead. Just yeah. kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, no this kidding. one was, this one was pretty short, pretty linear. Uh, it was six and a half hours. That's um, fairly, that's decent. That's <laughs> so, long enough. You know, three times longer than Scott's game, but, no. uh, that's, you know, it's still not that long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was good. Like, uh, it's not going to be a thing if you don't like, that's the story, pool calling the police car blue. Story <laughs> decision-based games. If that's not your jam, this isn't going to change your mind. Except for maybe some of the multiplayer options are cool. Like Telltale kind of did this this thing where you know they would make decisions last longer, so you could do Twitch things. And a lot of people have experimented in making these games more social. Yeah. Um, this game does a very good job with that, where you can literally give other people controllers and everybody can vote on what options they want to do. Majority wins, or there are ways to kind of force your decision through. And I think that that's really neat. So if a social experience like that sounds good, it might get you in that regard. But other than that, if you don't like games where it's like the kind of choose your own adventures narrative kind of game, this isn't going to sell you on it. But it is a very good game. Interesting. I have one complaint. Uh oh. There is some bullshit in this game. <laughs> what do you mean? Explain. Th this game does a very good job. You know, it says decisions matter. And there is, from what I can tell, looking back, because I didn't play through multiple times, but looking at, they give you a tree that basically shows you how your decisions could go different ways. Yep. There can be a wide range of things that can happen. Different characters can live, different characters can die, lots of different ways that things can go. And 
I really identified with the the kind of main ish character. Um, the story jumps in time a bit. Spoilers, but that's not a big deal. They they kind of set that up right at the beginning. Nope. Um, but the main ish character, which is basically the dad, I really liked him, and I was doing everything I could to keep him alive. Kind of even at the expense of other characters at times, uh, where I was like, no, I, I want to play this guy the way. Uh, I kind of identify with him, you know, being a new dad and all like I'm going to kind of play him the way I would I would be in this situation. I really liked him. I really liked the character. And I go through hours of gameplay. And I successfully I I meet all the checks. I make it to the end. And then I died as that character from the most arbitrary, pointless decision I think I've ever seen in a video game. And it's just one of those things where they put in a choice where it was like, Hey, do you want to try to get away from a situation? I'll try to keep it vague in case people do play it, but you're, you're in a situation that's a bit of a hostage situation. And they're like, Hey, do you want to try to escape? And you're not even playing as the dad. You're actually playing as one of the people that's keeping him hostage. And you know that the people he's trying to get away from are armed. And I was like, well, if he tries to run away, he's just going to get shot. So no, like, hey, dude, chill out. And then the guy ended up getting killed because the car swerved to avoid hitting a JPEG of a lynx. (laughs) 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 And I was like, you're telling me that I survive a heist gone wrong, multiple gunfights, evil cops, evil robbers, like car chases, fires, explosions, all these things, and a friggin' JPEG of a Lynx standing on the street. We had to swerve to avoid, and they're like, oh, yeah, dad's dead now. Oh, my God. Because of one weird choice late in the game. So he was was supposed to die, probably, right? He was meant to die, and you just never let him die? or No, because I reloaded the save, and I made a different decision, and he survived the whole thing. Oh, interesting. It it was a very (laughs) arbitrary decision. Like, And that's the thing is when you kind of pull yourself back from it and you look... You go, oh, there were all these big decisions that happened along the way, you know, and and I can see them. And then you see one weird little decision at the end of the narrative. And like he had had a whole character arc by that point and everything like it was very fulfilling. And then it was just this weird decision of like, let him try to run into the woods or tell him, no, don't run into the woods. And that was life or death. And it made me so mad. I, it's the only time I reloaded my save. I swore I wasn't going to do it on this game, but I did do it on this one. So it made me so, so mad. Yeah. Uh, I was just frustrated with it. Um, is but it game is roguelike. Like what's the, not it's really, not, right? this game is very forgiving with your decisions. If you want, like you can go back and you can, you can just play and it even gives you options. It's like, Hey, here's a choice you made. Do you want to reload from here and keep the save that you currently have? Do you want to erase the save you currently have? Or do you want to start an auto generated story at this decision? So there's all sorts of options that you can do as far as uh, messing around to see different ways it can go. And there is a lot of variety. Like you were just showing some gameplay up on the screen and it was a scene that happened in my game, but 
totally different. Different people were alive. Different people were in that situation. So again, if this is the thing you're into, if you're into this style of game, this is a pretty good one of those. But it's not going to change your opinion if you go, well, I don't like these sorts of games. Sure. It's it's a in some ways it's an adventure game just told in a slideshow format kind of. Yeah. Know? The art is a little distracting. There are times where I kind of saw through it and it wasn't a big deal. There are times like the stupid JPEG links that it was very blatant. I, I think the big issue with the links was that it did look like someone Googled, like Google image searched links. And we're like, all right, put this in the middle of the road because it's one of those where it's in like a perfect frame, a perfect side frame of a links. And then it shows a different angle, but it's still at the same, it's still the exact same image of it. So it's like those old games where they would just have a flat image that rotated with you as you went around it, like Duke Nukem. <laughs> Duke Nukem 3D. It was like that kind of principle where no matter where you look at this thing, it's always facing the exact same direction. It made me so mad. Oh, it's so funny. But, uh, that game is that game is good. Is it uh, uh do I you play it on Game Pass or where'd you play it? Uh, yeah, played it on Game Pass, so it was free. It's uh, it's worth checking out if you think you might like it. Um, it does. I thought it ended on a big to be continued. I was like, why is this getting positive reviews? Like this game, this game ends before it gets to the ending, but it has like, for some reason, it's separated into two parts. Even though the second part is really really short, mm. but uh, and it gives credits between those two parts, which really threw me because I was almost extra mad because we. We got out of the situation. It gave me credits. And I was like, this isn't a full game. The narrator even said, but that was just the start of my story. And uh, where's the rest? And then it turns out the rest was right after. But I had did to watch you, Did you play this with Amanda or anybody? Just like by your side? No, one of those no, deals? I just did by myself. My wife, I thought she would be into it. So I brought her in. I was like, hey, would you want to play this with me? And she watched about 10 minutes of it. And she goes, this is stressing me out terribly. <laughs> and she just walked away and left. <laughs> she does not like this. She goes, this is like two things that I absolutely hate, which is having to make an important decision or seemingly important decision in a short amount of time and like tense drama filled situations like this game is designed to make me anxious yeah and so she she left immediately this game was like kryptonite to her <laughs> it's funny uh I'm, I'm more interested in playing it since your review actually because I, I i just wasn't sure where i'd land and hearing what you've described sounds like i'd like it i was more i was more worried about the slideshow effect in the early goings but I've seen enough footage of this thing where I, I think I kind of like what they're aiming for. And plus it makes they sense. Probably, they can probably reuse a lot of frames since it's not animated. Yeah, exactly. And you can make choices like, you know, big, broad choices that go different directions. And really, it didn't mean you had to do that much more to produce the other story branch. You still had kind of a lot of assets and art you could use and arrange and do. Yeah, I, I figure that's why they chose that. That would be my guess. For In a yeah. way, I know it's a different style and everything, but in a way, it kind of reminds me of Wildermyth, the way they do it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a, a similar principle yeah. there, it feels like. I would hope, because I do think they, they might do a sequel to this. It certainly ends with uh, that potential. Yeah. Um, though it does complete its story, you know, for anybody that thinks it ends on like a cliffhanger or something. But sure. um, there is potential for more of these. And uh, I would hope they lean into that a little bit more. It still feels like we're in that era where the deviation is 
did so-and-so die or did so-and-so live? Mm. And like, I kind of, we, we, we talked about this when I played Wildermyth that part of the cool bit of that was like, Oh, this character, it wasn't about them living or dying, but they got infected by a crystal that turned their arm into a giant crystal arm. Probably not going to happen in this game, which Mm. is rooted a bit more in reality, but like, you know, it's not just, did somebody die or live? Sometimes it's about, you know, did somebody get hurt? Did somebody, you know, get partially crushed and like can't do anything anymore. I don't know. My favorite Um, storyline. Did somebody get partially crushed? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it happens. happens. Somebody got a fishing lure caught in their ass. Exactly. And then they, uh, you can't make a certain decision later because they got a lure. They don't want to sit down or something. You know, who knows? That happened to you once. I got hooked in the cheek once. My dad did that by accident. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. They're designed to be hard to get out. <laughs> all right. Now moving over to Bo and his VR adventures. Uh, Half-Life Alex, you getting getting close? Uh, yeah, done so there. I got some clips to share. So you want to talk about a scary game? Yeah. I had So you know my friend Croft and Steers? Yeah. <clears throat> well, we he actually that. stopped playing this game. All right, we're queuing up the first clip. This is actually one of the most sadistic rooms in the entire place. It is a room full of tripwire explosives. And explosive barrels. The whole room explodes if you knock a barrel over or pick up an item and launch it through. This is like the worst of the levels. This is not very scary. It's just super stressful. Yeah. So you got to disarm all those things. And so in this clip, you'll see, you know, I'm talking about how even if I nudge one of those barrels because you can pick them up, I might move a laser and blow myself up. So I've got to be really careful. And you're about to see what's going to happen yeah. with me being careful here. Yeah. Right, oh my gosh. So. <laughs> yeah, like and so all those pickups I might flick them through, so I gotta be careful not to flick them. Yeah. And like that box it's attached to, I can pick that up. But if I pick it up, I'm gonna it's gonna blow up, right? So I gotta yeah. be really careful. Are these lasers? We don't have the, the sound audio on. up yeah. for the last bit of this. Yeah, let me let good. me play that with some with some sound that last bit. Hold on. Yeah, because I had a good Scott level reaction to this here. So right, here you go. Why isn't it playing? Here we go. Okay. I need, need to fucking blow listen. myself up on. Here we go. Holy shit. I put my hand, my one hand away. Let me turn this up here. Oh, it quit being audio. Why? Wait. Wait. What? Twitch, <laughs> you and your clips. No audio. Twitch clips are jacked. Hold on. Okay, let me do that again. We'll skip to the end here. There's a lot of swearing in this clip, I put though. My, hand, Sorry. my one Move hand away. Okay, here he goes. Getting blown up in VR is not fun because I was not expecting it. And your whole screen is full of blood and fire. It's pretty amazing. That's great. So that room was stressful. But what I wanted to say is um, Crofton stopped playing because he said, I heard there was a certain level and I just couldn't handle it. It was too scary. So I got to that level. Yeah. It involves uh, a little monster known as a little monster known as Jeff. Okay. Why do we call and this guy Jeff? Jeff? Is, is it really his name or what's the deal? With yeah. That? Yeah. In the game, there's another his guy. His name plays, is Jeff. His okay. name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. This is an example of one of the things <laughs> you have to do with Jeff. So Jeff here is stuck in an elevator with me. Yeah. I tried not to let him in, but he snuck in just as I turned the power back on. Uh, th- this is in VR. This is how awesome this game is. Just play it and right. we'll talk about it. Do after. we need audio here? It's short- yeah. But yeah, you should probably. All right. Oh, this is Jeff. Jeez. He's scary. Oh, this game. 
What? So I gotta hold my man up, hand up to my mouth because if I cough, he'll notice me and he, he shoots out goop. So I'm holding my hand up to my mouth on purpose. And I gotta push the button to make the elevator go while he's smashing his head in the wall. Ooh. Oh, oh. He looked at you. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> oh, what is that? Why is there a can of food? Did you throw that? No, it's just bouncing oh, around. Son of a bee, dude. I don't like Jeff at all. Because it's so stressful in there. Anyways, so Jeff can't see, but he can hear. And there are spores around this level. So and if you hit the spores, you cough. So you have to actually hold your controller up to your mouth and cover your mouth so you go, <coughs> instead of going, <coughs> and then Jeff comes and kills you if you cough. He Damn. also shoots the goop out of his body. And at several points in the level, you've got to walk near him. Okay, so this is the most stressful, stress, and then you get stuck in an elevator with you, because you're trying to get away from him. Of course, as soon as you turn the elevator on, the power goes down. You got to do electrical engineering to get the power back on while Jeff is hanging around <laughs> and going and trying to you know hunt and kill you. And um, and then when you get the power back on in the elevator, you're like in it. So you're like, quick, close the door. And he runs in the damn elevator <laughs> before the door closes. And I'm like, ah, it's so unfair. Mm. Um, so this game uh, definitely now on the, you know, Resident Evil scary side of things. Like I wasn't sure, to, cause, you know, it's not fully like that. It's it's a Half-Life game. So there's puzzles and and just cool shit and shooting combines not scary. But there's like a full-on survival horror level in the form of Jeff, and it's the best. Now, this is me is getting this? scared by a good guy. And yeah, what's his Russell's name? Russell. Okay, hold on. I'll play Yeah, this. so yeah, you gotta, the sound makes more sense, I think, along with the clip. All right, here we go. Three that I recognize. I'm back! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch, Russell! Ignore that. We'll meet you outside. So like, so Russell's got this I'm robot that breaks down early on. So you haven't seen him in like half the game. Then all of a sudden, this robot's in your face and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and Russell's like, "I got my robot back online." Yeah. <laughs> Is his name really Russell? Yeah, it's Russell. Okay. And the gloves you wear, his his invention, they're called Russell's Russell gloves. That's freaking. Great. Um, but. Uh, yeah, this game is super good, you guys. The Jeff level is by far the best level in the game. It is so, it's so well designed. You're in an old vodka distillery, so you, there's tons of vodka bottles around. You got to throw them to distract them. It just feels fun to throw the smash vodka bottles around the place, and holding your hand up to your mouth to block the coughing, and just all the other shit you got to do. It really brings it all together. And Jeff is just yeah. There's a whole thing with Jeff. You're like, you know, I hate Jeff. Like this. You're muttering things about Jeff the whole time. Never trust um, Jeff, I say. Yeah. yeah, so I still really recommend you, you play that. You know, Mortuary Assistant's great and all, but you haven't experienced <laughs> anything until you've hung out with Jeff for uh, an hour. I installed it and uh, hooked up my new cable and all that. I just have not pushed play. So. Yeah, do it. Push play. Stream it. I think it'll be less stressful. Get an overlay in so you can see chat room. They'll be there with you. Sure. Uh, Maybe John or I can sit in and join you too. There's an observer mode, so it's like you know it can sure. be. Sure, sure. It'll, it cuts down on the. I find it cuts down on the stress. Uh, uh, if I was just to play it alone, I'd probably you know 
Oh, guaranteed. It's, I don't do any it of these things. It's way alone. more enjoyable to be playing with people for sure. Yeah, I don't want to do this stuff alone. Forget it. You also played a bunch of StarCraft co-op commanders, I guess. That's still a game. Yeah, I don't that game just kind of hooked me. I got Zero Tool. Like it's a pro, all prestige level. I'm playing on Brutal and doing mutations now. Um, I don't know why I'm hooked on that game, but I just really like playing. Nothing wrong with it. It's a good, good. game. Yeah. It's a hell of a good experience. It's- yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well done. So that's been most of my game week has been Alex and uh StarCraft 2 co-op commanders. Yeah. And um I know Two. I picked up the odd game here or there. Like I, I do have Beat Saber now. Oh, Beat Saber. And, yeah. Uh, I tried it like for an hour cuz uh, my family was going to try out some some apps and stuff cuz I yeah. went, went over for a family visit. So I was like, "Oh, let me download some stuff they might be more interested in." Yeah. But um we didn't really get around to doing too much of it. I played like an hour. It's pretty, I don't know. People make a big deal about Beat Saber. It's a pretty boring ass game. Really? I like Beat Saber. Definitely for people new to VR. Like, the, like, I guess I went from Alex to playing Beat Saber, and it's like, okay, there's boxes in 3D space. Like, great. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, like, I think it's mainly me and going from Alex to playing Beat Saber, and I'm like, this game sucks. Well, I think Beat uh, Saber, Beat Saber is the itch it's trying to scratch is like Guitar Hero, Rock Band, you know, yeah, that yeah, sort of thing. It just, you know, it, but there's even more complicated versions. Like one I'm looking at maybe picking up is Ragnarok, mm. where you you're you're on a Viking ship and you got to hit drums to the timing of the music. You know, like it's that's pretty. And there's cool. a whole yeah, it's got metal music. Like, but even then, that that stuff's like it's more for. I think there's a band of product for any console, let alone VR, that just needs to interest a wide variety of people and yeah. be like have a novelty. So like Beat Saber is good in that way. I'm not going to say it's a bad game or anything. I just wasn't very impressed with it after playing Alex, you know, like mm. which has just full production value. So um, I, I'm at the last level in Alex. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm at the final chapter. No. And I got a sinking suspicion. I'm going to run into a famous character from the Half-Life franchise. Oh. Okay. But you know, yeah, we'll see. It's just the professor that's always yelling, Gordon, get in here, Gordon. You're late again, Gordon. I hope it's him. I hope that's the I guy. Want the made. guy that's as uh, they're waiting for you, Gordon. They're waiting for you. It says here Half Life Alex, total runtime, 12 hours, 18 and a half, if you want to complete everything. So probably- I'm probably, so there's a pretty big mod called Incursion, which is a wave based version. So I'm probably going to check out the mod scene. Mm hmm. I'm also thinking I'm going to play... Ha- so there's a pretty big VR mod coming soon for Half-Life, Half-Life 2 in VR, like combining yeah. Alex uh, with the Half-Life. So I'm, I'm definitely Ooh. going to... I'm monitoring that. I'm definitely going to do that. That seems cool, yeah. And yeah, I've been sh- so I've been shopping for the next big game. Like, I know I already have a lot, but I just don't feel the pull to play, like, games like Asgard's Wrath and stuff. Yeah. I really like the way Alex plays, so... We'll see. Hard right. to go from that to some of the other experiences. Yeah. It's almost like really it's like Valve did themselves a service and disservice at the same time because on the one hand they established a uh, a watermark and said here's wh- here's where you start here's how mm-hmm. good these things can be here's what we can sh- you know here's how good VR can be but then if nobody else takes that lead and makes something as polished as that because either they can or they're not as big or whatever then you end up with like well there's Alex and then there's everything else and that's I don't think that's optimal you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think part of it, too, is, like, I bought a lot of stuff and haven't played it. It's like, I have Lone Echo, haven't played that yet. Um, I heard that was good. Yeah, and, uh, sequel seems to be probably read Red Matter. It's also one that I'm eyeballing. I haven't bought it, but there's a second one coming that looks good. There's mm. still a lot for me to do, so sure. 
I, the one thing about VR gaming is it's not like I can play StarCraft II co-op commanders for like 10 hours mm-hmm. and listen to podcasts and be like, oh, that's 10 hours of time. <laughs> I played a lot of that. VR is like after four hours, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I've, like I don't play for very long in that like and, and, and have a desire to go marathoning the same way flat screen gaming can kind of do that for oh, you like sure. at a certain point. Sure. I'm like my my neck's a little sore. I'm stressed out. I'm sweaty. You know, I'm good. <laughs> I'm sweaty. I'm good. Yeah. I like that. All right. Um, and I, I played one other game, but I'm not going to talk about oh, it. Oh, why not? Uh, uh, it's because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I was like, why did I, a, why did I play this game? Arc massage. And, Arc massage too. Yeah. No, although it's in that you guys. Oh, we're in the van, the right place. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh. I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to talk about an adult VR game or not on here. But oh, I did play an f- adult VR game. No way. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, talk about it. Get ahead. the audience who's interested in adult VR experiences. Give them something. Yeah. Well, it was weird, and I don't want people to think it's my thing. I just wanted to check out the VRness of it. I swear. Yeah. Yeah, no, I believe you. And look, you're doing the hard work, so they don't have to. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's funny. It's a game up in your genre of games. Okay. It's it's most adjacent to your kind of game, mm-hmm. in that it's a simulator game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Effing simulator. Well, close. So I, I, I was curious about this game. It's not, anyways. Maybe I'm not going to talk. You know what? Never mind. You don't have don't to talk about it. No, no, you don't no, have no. to. I, I was like, uh, it's something I did this week, but okay. Uh, there's a game on. It's on Steam, but I bought it on itch.io, so people can't tell when I'm playing it. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. <laughs> oh, I was going to Steam when you were like, "I'm not going to say it." I was like, it "I wanted Steam. to see what it is." Yeah, you just it got your on code Steam, on it, but you yeah. just want to know when I'm playing it because I bought it on a different platform. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, although it just occurred to me, I could probably make a new account for for the adult games, and that solves the problem there. Anyways, um, uh, it's called Dominatrix Simulator. Oh, okay. And in this game, you play a sub, and all these like goddess naked women. Uh, basically uh, humiliate and belittle you, yeah. which it's kind of fun because it has this element of interesting mechanics where you have to shake your head up and down for yes, mistress and left and right for no mistress or, or goddess. <laughs> and, and so she'll like say things and you're a good boy. If you do one thing and a bad boy, if you do something else, and then also it wants you to pose around and spank yourself and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to get into details. <laughs> Except at one point, I will say I was getting flogged in front of an entire classroom wow. of people, and um, it wasn't really my game, and it is pretty janky, but I was just curious about it from a VR perspective. I was like, it seemed to review well, and it certainly does put one in the experience, although I'd say the graphics are not that good. Alex is still way better. But, um, sorry. <laughs> Is that the sound of dominatrix? That's what you're going to think because it sounded like maybe gross stuff. It's not. I was just looking on HIO (laughs) and they have a game on there that's called Slice Dice. Sorry, Slice Dice and Rice, which I thought was a game about dice and it was like an RPG. But here's what it sounds like when you start the the video. Whoops. Now it won't play. Oh, wait. What What the F? Okay, here we go. Go back. Go back. Go back. It won't go back. There, there it is. Oh. All right, there. Everyone okay at home? That was not what you thought it was. Everything's uh, good. I see the video evidence at home. Yeah. People, no, no. Um. Anyway, sorry. Matrix, Dominatrix Simulator sounds more like you know, like that. Like you, you. 
It's not really a sex game per se. It's a domination game. It's sure. a, anyways, I don't want to get into detail. I wasn't even sure if I want to talk about it, but it was a cool VR experience, you know, like at one point the goddess becomes a five mile high person and you're like, oh my God, look at how large that person is. Yeah. And, uh, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, is it like, I, I only got so far in the game and then I lost interest in it. So take it for what it is, but you know, it's, did it review well? Like. Like I think it. so. I think one of the things that's good about it is the voice acting is pretty decent and the, like the situational, like usually with those games, it's just like very basic animator or some crap like that. Right. Like I haven't played very many of them over the years, but generally they're crappy. Like they're, they're not good. So the scenarios in the game are actually like, it was actually pretty well written. Hmm. Um, yeah. So anyways, All that's right. yeah. Very nice. Not, and also, I would put that under a recommend if you got the extra money for your VR thing, but I know we don't talk about, uh, we, we used to talk about like Love Esquire and KFC Girlfriend or whatever it was called. Sure. Um, so I thought maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a new one that's kind of wild. Uh, what is it? Dead by Daylight has a dating simulator now? What? You guys yeah. saw that? No. What? That yeah. sounds like a joke. What? Tell me more. What is this? No, there's a dating simulator uh, in the Dead by Daylight or... I think it's Dead by Daylight. Hold on, let me let me see if I can find it. It was all over Steam yesterday, but apparently, like, it fell off pretty quick. I don't, I don't know. Let me see. Dead by Daylight dating. Oh, hooked on you, a Dead by Daylight dating sim. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Hooked on you. Um, Let's see. Welcome to Murderer's Island. Your companions, four dead, sexy killers. Is this free? No, ten bucks. Underneath their murderous uh, exteriors, just want a little romance. Flirt your way into their hearts, uncovering dark twists along the way. Will you find true love, forge friendships, or get hacked to death? So these are the characters from Dead by Daylight, like the baddies? I don't know, but I knew the answer to a topic that was relevant, and I brought it up. That is all I got for you. Really weird. That this exists, that's all I know. My favorite review is from somebody named okay i pull up uh and his review is simply posted august 3rd recommended the start screen gave me a boner that's it well, there you, there you Wait, go. what are we talking about now uh this this dead by daylight dating sim called hook on hooked oh. on you and i think uh, it's on steam as well it is it's 10 bucks that's right uh so yeah there actually the full name is the dead by dead by daylight the visual novel so they have two names for this. That's weird. They have the name on the heading of this thing, which is the Dead by Daylight dating sim. And then if you hit buy, it says you're buying Dead by Daylight, the visual novel. So I don't know. Weird. Yeah, that, that is, is weird. weird. Very weird. Anyway, that's fun to know. Uh, great. Hey, guess what? We got a mashup. Uh, our good pal, Jamie. Yeah, that's right. Slapped one together. And we took um, we took a vote last week about who said this. And it's been getting votes all week. Let me tell you what the results are. Uh, the name of this thing is called uh, Patriarch's Underwear. All right. And according to Jamie, hold on, I got the final like tally. Uh, 28% thinks I said it. 48% thinks Bo said it. And 24 John. So Bo in the lead, me in second, John in third. I really have no idea who would have said Patriarch's Did you guys Underwear. Do a vote? I voted. I voted for Bo because I, I just don't remember saying this. Well, good, but I voted for myself, so one of us is going to be right. I don't remember if I said this or not, but I I, I could see myself saying this one. It's not I, one of the ones where I'm like, eh, there's no way I said that. Yeah, 
for sure. Well, we've been wrong a couple of times in a row. Let's see how we do today. Enjoy. Everyone should smoke. Why don't you smoke? Everyone smokes. I don't smoke. So why am I saying this? I don't know. Hey, Bo, <laughs> come here and watch me take everything out of his guts through his butthole. <laughs> what? Lilith is a female figure in Mesopotamian and Judaic mythology, alternatively the first wife of Adam and supposedly the primordial she-demon. Whoa, <laughs> first wife Lilith of Adam. Lilith is cited as having been banished from the Garden of Eden for not complying and obeying Adam. Oh, so she's a bad she's wife. Eve? <laughs> she's Eve? She's a bad Eve? wife. She's a woman no that didn't know her place. She-demon. <laughs> <laughs> Something about this one's really got me by the chode. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> like, Adam was like, I like my dinner before four and she was like, well, you know, I don't cook dinner. One, I'm a modern woman. I have a job. Shit in the other Adam and <laughs> damn it. You're another Lilith, aren't you? This sucks. I already went through the first one. <laughs> There's actually no connecting landmass to the U.S. because it's a peninsula or a Venezuela as a former co-worker once said. Venezuela? Yeah. Venezuela sounds like somebody who does my laundry. <laughs> I took Venezuela for uh, <laughs> an infection I had. It was from it was from Mexico. Oh. I think they call it penicillin here, but they call it Venezuela. Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that, that still that means Adam didn't learn his lesson. You can't use that excuse because he already survived his first wife. The second time, God's like, you <laughs> you're out. You're out of Eden. What happens to Potato Cock when I find someone better than him? Can I rename that guy Potato oh, Cock? Oh, you can terminate them at any time. Okay. So I can kill that servant and rename a new guy Potato Cock. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I'm in then. <laughs> Everyone thinks of couches differently. Some people, couch is a sacred place to sit and watch TV. And then for some people, it's a. Uh, it's wieners out. It's a brothel. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, we're going straight to some services. Speaking Robert. on behalf of a, you know, what a friend told me. Sure. Albert was accused of sexually assaulting a 42-year-old woman named Vanessa Perchach in 1997. Hey, Ron Gilbert, look at my wiener. The bigger it gets, the harder it is. Uh, she accused Albert of throwing her on a bed and biting her and then forcing her to perform oral sex after a... <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the oral! This junk is outlined in there. Is it? Is that just oh, yeah, light reflection? Yeah, there one? does. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. You can it see his like, Mega Man. Yeah, his mightiest of men down there. <laughs> DNA testing linked Albert to genetic material taken from the bite marks and semen in the patriarch's underwear. Or no, the perch charts underwear. In the patriarch's oh, <laughs> <laughs> My dear, I'm going to bite your fanny, have my way, and then finish in the patriarch's underwear. There's nothing you can do about it. I feel a little bad that I said she was a prostitute. I don't think that part is correct. I don't know why I had that in my head, but... You just added that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so technically I said it, but then John made a really good joke with it. So I think you should share half the credit. (laughs) Well, like I said, it was something that I could imagine me saying, so no wonder I got... You you messed up. You read it a little weird. And yep. it captured my imagination. Yeah. Well, it I know why the oral thing was funny because it's like how that guy says Carl in The Walking Dead, right? <laughs> oh, oral. Yeah. Carl, get in here, Carl. Oh, get over here. Yeah. Get over. No, that's Scorpion. He says, "Get over here." Anyway, uh, hey, guess guess what, guys? It's this time. That's a good question. An email I've been uh, <laughs> holding on to for weeks because we keep running out of time. I'm reading it today. Damn it, it's happening. Here it is. Hello. Bowie, John and Scott. How do you say that name there, Bo? B a u e, p a u e. Bow, bow, bow. He spelled yeah, bow like, wrong. Like Bauer, you know, if you add an R in the end, that's like a 
Yeah, like Jack Bauer. Bauer. It's like, a, like ice skates, like Jack Bauer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 24. He says, so I have been a longtime listener of the Instance Podcasts since the days of TBC, and that's the Burning Crusade. And I've been enjoying your weekly shows uh, about WoW ever since. So I was the only, sorry, when it was the only game I played until 2014, over the years, my interest in it has dwindled and my life took many turns. Turns, I wasn't able to keep playing, but I still listen because I enjoy the work you do. One day, I decided to check out Core after reading its description, and I was not disappointed. Your coverage of the different games and related news have been entertaining and comforting. You all are fabu- uh, You all do fabulous work, and it makes me wonder... Uh, wonder makes me happy to know <laughs> that one day in the week something awesome is happening. My wife is not into video games as much as I am. However, we love spending time watching your RE8 live stream streams. Uh, we are looking forward to each new episode, and we are playing the previous ones whenever we needed to laugh or have late dinner on weekends. Uh, we love the Dear Martha segments and Bo's hair. You guys are great. Uh, thanks for all you keep doing to keep us entertained. Cheers. This is from Ismail in London, Ontario. And he went on to say, P.S. Have you checked out the updates to Empire of Sin? I started playing that game when I heard about it on your show, and the game has changed immensely since then, i.e. they removed the whole alcohol demand game and spreadsheet. Mm. Empire of Sin is that one I mentioned that was a Romero joint. And if you're telling me they got rid of that... Of Romero, this is yeah. a gangster game. Gangster game. John Romero's games made it or published it. Uh, oh, it is a Romero. Wow. Yeah, and it's and the, I was telling when I talked to you about guys about it before. It's like XCOM in the twenties, Prohibition era XCOM. But and that part is great. It's really fun. The part I didn't like was this spreadsheet management alcohol demand thing they had in between the the action. It really killed the momentum of that game. He's saying they got rid of that. I might go back and check that out again. And I think it's on Game Pass, so no excuse, everybody. Mm. Check out the Romero Games game, Empire of Sin. Uh, thank you for that uh, very much, Ismail, and I apologize for taking three weeks to read your email. We've read it now. All right. <laughs> we did it. We did it, you guys. Uh, here's what else we did. We uh, started a new month. Well, we didn't. The whole world did. And as a result... It's a fresh time for everybody to hop in and be a brand new member on Patreon if they're not already there. Yes, that's right. If you want to be, uh, you know, having your name mentioned, get all the cool benefits we've got listed up there, some of which are in the middle of a little bit of a revamp or about to improve that uh, for a bunch of you, uh, learn all about it at patreon.com slash core show and become a supporter today. For everything else, it's frogpants.com slash core. Talk to the core at gmail.com. We'll get those emails in here. And as always, you can track us all on Twitter. Bo's at Bo Schwartz. I'm at Scott Johnson. John's at John underscore Jagger. And you can find this show at Core Pod. All right. As the, the tradition goes, the last few weeks, we've had this old lady tell us what we played this week. Uh, sum it up, if you will. Uh, let's hear what she has to say. What did we play this week, old lady? Just to recover some of the recounts. Sorry, I'm getting old. Uh, some of the games we talked about today on the program. We had uh, Symphony of War, which is basically Fire Emblem, but they would get sued if they called it that. <laughs> so they called it Symphony of War. And uh, Red Faction Remastered, which is just the dumbest name I've ever heard. And uh, in my day, Mildred was considered a normal name. So, you know, that's something to consider when you're thinking about a title. Uh, Bear and Breakfast, which is the game Scott returned because it didn't work on his fancy Steam Deck. 
despite the fact that he says he liked the game and thought it was pretty good, but apparently not good enough to keep holding on to. Uh, instead, he bought Haiku the Robot. Uh, oh, and he spent a whole two and a half hours beating Hi er, Alba. That's it. He bravely spent the amount of time to watch a cinematic movie playing a video game so he could beat one. So congratulations to him. Yeah. John played Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, get a different category there, John. You've got just Final Fantasy. We can do the show for you at this point, really. Uh, Mega Man X, uh, speaking of living in the past, and he finished a game as Dusk Falls. Con congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Bo played Half-Life Alex, but he didn't beat it because he wanted to be different because he's contrarian. Uh, he also played StarCraft II Co-op Commanders. I don't know who he's playing with, but uh, maybe they should be on the show instead of John because clearly they're playing different games. <laughs> Uh, also, he played Dominatrix Simulator, a game near and dear to my heart. I used to be a Dominatrix back in the day. The heels, the leather, yeah. uh, the I was especially good at the whip. Yeah. I could put out a candle uh, held between the butt cheeks of a virile male from 10 yards. Yeah. That's all. That's all you've got. Wow, I'd learned something new about her today. Uh, nicely done. That's going to do it. Go play some games. We'll be back next time with more. Just don't do a bunch of microtransactions. Save your money, everybody. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. You help me take care of my family, I'll help you take care of yours. Welcome back to Roman Paul's JRPG Corner. After dozens of emails, mostly from family members, we've been brought back for a second week. This week we'll be focusing on Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, everybody that recently went on the PlayStation Plus Extra tier for PS4 and PS5. This originally launched as Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo Dungeon way back in 2007 on the Wii and was remastered for our last-gen systems. Just from the initial load-up screen, you know this is a must-play for any Final Fantasy nerd. If you grew up with the series like I did, you'll be entranced by this mascot's fun little adventure with the iconic Sid, as you search for the Mystery Destroyer and restore a town's memories. The gameplay loop consists of dungeon crawling either alone or with a friend through co-op while you meet with famous Final Fantasy characters and go through a bunch of randomly generated floors. You level up, try different combat jobs, go back to town and help the villagers. While the story isn't to the same standard as the regular Final Fantasy series, I'd say it's stronger than it has any right to be. And the adorable Chocobo Quez made it even better in the end. Again, that's Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, everybody, for the PlayStation 4, PS5, and the Switch. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you core nerds next time.